We are live now, though. Now we're live. All right. <clears throat> Rock and roll. Hey, when I press the mute thing on here, does it tell you that I'm muted? I don't know. Yes. It does, in fact. Oh, look. Snakes and Stogies is live. Hey. Look at that. Episode 10. Crazy. Episode 10, children. That's a big giant glass of scotch. This is what we call the American dream. A monster, big old bowl of mint chocolate ice cream, big old cigar. Loving it. How uh, how were the squams? Um, the squams were good. Uh, Henry did most of the work. God bless him. And uh, at one point, <clears throat> I kind of had like a little heart attack because uh, you know the the green or black or uh, red plastic chicken wire that you use for our boils and you like you cut pieces of it. Yeah. Whatever you call that stuff, Henry had a ton of it from his house. So he brought a, a whole roll of it in for different tremerserus and atheris and stuff we've got over the years. So we always just cut up and use that stuff. Um, and he cut his finger, cutting it, comes around. I was outside cutting up labels or something. He comes out, he's like, oh, I'm bleeding. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, are you all right? He was like, yeah, man, I just cut my finger on the scissors. I'm like, oh. Dude, I'm going to put gloves on. I was like, no, you're going to wash your hands with soap and water. You're going to, I'm going to go to my car and get a Band-Aid. Like, come on, man. But I'm bringing this up not because Henry made a mistake and cut his finger on scissors like a goofball. I'm bringing this up because it just goes to show you that when dealing with venomous or anything, really, you need to take breaks. And everyone always used to break my balls about, oh, Phil needs another cigarette break. Here comes another cigarette break with Phil. And it's like, no, you don't you gotta break up the monotony. You got to break the monotony. When, you, when you're going, 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 you're doing tub after tub and bin after bin and cage after cage, and it starts to get in a rhythm, that's when accidents happen. That's when you get bit. Now, luckily, uh, you your know. Your mind starts to drift. Your mind starts to drift. And obviously, Henry didn't get bit tonight. But still, that just goes to show you that he's undellying, which is the most dangerous thing in all of captive venomous. He's undellying baby vipers. And his attention needs to be completely focused. And at that point it wasn't now granted, he wasn't handling a snake. He was just cutting pieces of plastic, but still it was, it was, it was an eye opener for me. It was an eye opener for him. It's good to have, it's good to have breaks. It's good to have eye openers. End of rant. End of rant one for Henry's an amateur. (laughs) Henry Gurr. <laughs> Only the realists go in there and just grab their squams. Oh my god, dude! I, today I was scrolling Instagram like an idiot, and uh, what a mistake that was! You go to this search <laughs> section, you don't click, you don't type anything in, you just scroll. Yep. And on my feed, it's uh, a lot of girls, a lot of cigars, a lot of reptiles, and then I see this guy, and I'm like, man, that's a really good-looking timber rattlesnake. Oh my God, it's in his hand. And then I look at the video and it's literally, he has it in his hand. And I, I kid you not, it's this close to his face. It's rattling, right? And the snake's doing this. 
And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. I literally had to I dropped the phone. I was like, I can't watch it. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> so, ah, Ms. Maso, Mrs. Maso, so nice to see you. Uh, Mr. Martinez, uh, good of you to join. And Herr Wagner, it's good to hear from you, my friend. It's good. You see me. We have a good group of individuals watching us this evening. We call. Oh, shit. Lucas in the house, too. My we boy. Call that, that sort of behavior um, stupid. Yes, sir. I literally, I can't. I don't, not that I really want to dive into this, go down this rabbit hole, but I really can't fathom. I mean, maybe it is truly Darwinism at work, but I can't wrap my head around the desire to grab something that's going to most definitely, I'm not going to go and grab the burner on my stove just yeah. because I know it's going to hurt, but man, it'll be cool. And people will think it's hilarious. Well, yeah, it's the fact that you have to look at it like this. They have a frying pan with a metal handle. They put it on the stove. They cook some eggs and they time it just right where the handle isn't hot. But they don't know that they're timing it that just right. It just is a fluke or a coincidence or whatever. And then they pick up the frying pan and they put it in the sink. And then the next day they do it again. And the next day they do it again. And one day they're like, man, why is this egg taking so long to cook? And they flip it a couple more times and like, ah, oh, it's not coming out sunny side up. You know what? Let me just scramble it. And they scramble it and they add a little cheddar cheese and they add some black pepper. And now they've added a minute and a half to the cook time. And all of a sudden they go to grab that thing and it melts their flesh to that cast iron handle. That's the difference. That's why you always use an oven mitt. It doesn't matter if it's 10 seconds or it's 10 minutes. You use a friggin' oven mitt. I like that analogy. Off the that was very on point. <laughs> Especially like the adding of ingredients to the. Uh... I mean, that's it. That's just how it goes, man. That's how it goes. I've had too many close calls, and that's probably why I used to chain smoke when I worked with a room of over four animals. And then the worst part is, you get, I got to smoke in the venomous room. So like, it was like, all right, I do like five or six snakes, have a cigarette. Do five or six snakes, have a cigarette. I'm 19. I'm fine. I'll just keep. You know. Yeah. Don't do that, Lucas. Smoking is horrible. So you're smoking a Regis Black Label. Oh, what a coincidence! So <clears throat> am I. I'm anxious to see what you think of it because I I really like this one. It's good. Very good. I just ate and I'm having my my dessert cigarette. And uh, and then we're gonna light this puppy, and uh, which is it's good, man. I'm glad you got me this one because I don't normally smoke a gauge this large, and uh, it's good to have a Churchill from time to time, for lack of a better word. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have the pair of Bairds from Ron Allen coming tomorrow. Nice. Supposed to get those at Carpet Fest, but his transmission or something crapped out on their way there so he's like i'll ship them but he said he threw something extra in the box i have no idea what it is i love that i i know it kind of drives me crazy like i like it but at the same time it's like well did you give him 20 questions the same way you give me 20 questions no i don't know him like that 
Okay. Because I was like, I'm really going to tell you. And then I was like, ah, I'll just tell him. Let me see. To quote him. Whoa, Cox is like on He said little something extra in the box, so I have no idea what that means. I don't it's know. a loose cricket. Yeah. Okay, cool. Feed one the Andronicus. Yeah, exactly, right? How's that little guy doing, by the way? Fine. I need to feed him again. Be honest. Did you let the bar scorpion go, or did you keep it? No, I still have it. Okay, cool. cool. Those aren't native here. We don't have those. You don't? No. Nope. no oh, yeah, you don't have hensai up there, right? Not even those. You don't have any scorpions? Well, if you're in like upstate, they have the uh, the Vehovis. Yeah. The Carolinsis, but we don't have those on the down here on the coast. They're pretty rare, I think. Okay. I wish we did because I love those little things, the little Carolina devil scorpions. Yeah. I caught Vehovis in uh, which going back on taxonomy because we've been talking a lot about this lately. It kills me. The pronunciation, the, the correct pronunciation, is actually Vehovis. And you use the J as in like uh, uh, Spanish, like Spanish, yeah, which is quite the contrary with everything else. But anyway, um, I actually got a, a Vehovitz, uh Smugglerus. Yeah, Dune, Dune Squirt. Yeah, I got one of them when I was in Arizona, which I thought was cool. Those little things are neat, man. You give them some of that excavator clay, watching them go to town. Watch them do their thing, man. Work it, work it, work it. <clears throat> so why is Cox ornery? Why is oh I'm recording beyond in a bit? Okay. Well, good for him. He's getting that record on. Uh, what's in the uh, box? Another another pair of beards. This one. This oh, one. Are they, uh, they're yearlings, right? Uh, no, I think they're a little younger than that, actually. Okay. So going back to stogies, do you light – you smoke with your right hand because you're right-handed, correct? Yeah. I smoke with my left hand, and I feel like – well, there it depends. Was like if the ash, it depends on what side the ashtray's on. If the ashtray's on the left, then I'll smoke with my left. But most of the time, it's in my right. See, I don't know, man. I think normally, I think normally everything that I is in my left, which I can't do anything with my left hand except for smoke a cigar. So, what was it? There was a it was a Randy Hauser song from when we were kids. It says, "I like to smoke from the left hand," something like that. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> oh. There we go. Get a little toasted. A little toasted. So, did we get any uh, feedback from Sean's uh, podcast? Um. Not anything out of the ordinary. Um, let's see how many plays it's up to. I've been checking periodically. Oh, yeah, man. This is phenomenal. Oh, man. We're 407. Mm. That's pretty good. Dude, we've been averaging like 700 listens an episode at least. Oh, yeah? Probably more than that. I don't know. We it's it's at a point now where it's it's like still surprises me. You know, it's good, man. It's good. We're almost at forty eight thousand plays total. Wow, that's pretty awesome. 
like literally three away. And so now you're on. Oh, nice. So now you're also on your second year, right? Yeah. So second year I, as of next month. Second year as of next month. Excellent. So what I'm going to say is you can't compare Joe and Melissa. You can't compare Eric and Owen. But I would love to see their numbers for a year, you know, for this past year. Right. And then compare and contrast and see if it's similar or if they're where, where the difference might be. Right, right, right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Uh... Oh, sweet. That's awesome, Sean. Oh, awesome. And our, our job is done. Throw that up there. Our uh... <clears throat> our endorsement and, and sponsorship has worked. Excellent. Excellent. I am very excited to get my hands on, on my, you know. So Sean was kind enough to send me uh, pictures of some of the locks that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. They were recessed into the shelf itself. And it literally exactly what I was thinking. And if they come out nice, that's the perfect venomous lock. Someone send me the picture because I'm curious because I'm still, I think I have an idea of what you're talking about. Sean, if you would be so kind as to send it to him, I would greatly appreciate it. He's got that CNC machine up. I'm looking at that right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He sent me that too. And uh, he vented his frustrations about, you know, the manual being extremely vague. <laughs> Put screw in hole. Put two pieces together. <laughs> Do not we're hit not gonna, We're not going to tell you what two pieces. You have to guess. Exactly, exactly. If only Ikea made CNC machines, right? Oh, man. So, Sean, what was the sale? I mean, you don't have to tell me vast details, but was it a rack? Was it a cage? Was it something custom made? What, what do you got? I don't know if that's all. I'm uh... – I'm already plotting sort of my plan as far as what I'm going to end up probably snagging from him uh, in the not-too-distant future. Cool, cool. I didn't tell him this. Obviously, he's going to hear it right now, but I'm going to see how, what my – excuse me. I'm going to see what my tax return looks like, and I'm probably going to hit him up for that arboreal rack that we talked about because I think – oh, cool, a rack. Good stuff. I think I want to uh, do like a – Either a four or five quart rack. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a hell of a rack. Um, do yeah. either a four slot or a six slot arboreal mm -hmm. for Vipers. I think that might suit me well. Yeah. And I got, um, what the hell is it? I got a, a Vivarium Electronics 300 model from mm -hmm. my friend who just basically was like, I'm done with racks, take this crap. I was like, oh, all right, and I didn't realize this, but it has, I think, three different pro ports. Yeah. So I might just use that one and just keep it all, like, uh, Indo-Pacific temperatures because I got, like, the two blood pythons in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I might – I don't know what vipers I'm going to be getting. We're supposed to get an Indo-shipment at Underground this week, so hopefully some cool stuff comes in. I'm probably not going to get into squams from tonight just because I already have to, and I got to send pictures to Alexander – and have me help me sex them because I'm not going to probe those stupid things. They're, they're, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. But he told me that if I put him in a clear deli, he can he can eyeball them. So, and I trust him. I mean, who better knows squams than him, you know? Right. 
the uh, I still keep eyeballing those those Pumilio, even though I have nowhere to put them. Yeah, you saw that one I sent you today. The uh, what's it called? Um, that yeah, that Galactic Notice. Yeah, dude. How do you say this? The genus name again? Those are uh, right. Apple blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, those are uh, Adelpha babies. Adelpha babies. That's it. Adel Pubetus. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm trying to think. If I, I did, I got some productive stuff today. I went to some thrift shops and I've been flipping stuff on eBay. Cool. They gave me some extra money, so I got like this wonderful Macy's mug. <laughs> okay. You laugh, dude, but. I'm going to make like $12 on this. 1993 McDonald's Flintstone mug set of three. That I could see being good money. Uh, the oddest thing was this 1998 Tim McGraw teddy bear. Somebody's going to eat that shit up. I got, there's, there's a redneck somewhere who's like fucking pumped about it, dude. There's a there's a closet redneck in you know somewhere more urban you know that is uh, oh my god I love Tim McGraw I got like seven of these Sega Frida coffee cups apparently this used to be like a coffee company that isn't around anymore so I got like six of those you keep those man those are good for espresso I don't have an espresso machine what's the point that's incentive to buy one bro if I sell this stuff I probably can't. I'm just but, saying, an espresso, if you get an espresso machine, I think the first uh, sleeve of capsules is on them. I haven't tried those. I've heard good things. Hmm. So my shop, my owner and one of the guys that works with me, they both used to own Italian restaurants. They're big Italian guys. And they're espresso junkies. They, they take their coffee seriously. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And I like it. We had the industrial strength and espresso machine. I want to say it was like five grand for the machine. And uh, I do need real Cuban coffee. Yeah, and uh, we do produce some Cuban coffee. We do. I just don't have the patience for it. But we went through, I think, 7,500 cups last year. Good God. And that's like, that's the staff and that's like VIP customers. So, yeah, I think it was like 7,500 cups. But a, lot of, a lot of job. Dude, people like, I mean, I showed you Gary Vee, right? I mm -hmm. showed you all that stuff. He, all, he was, he, at one point he was talking like he was literally, this dude has like a multi-million dollar business, right? So he's out thrift, like, uh, not thrift shopping, but uh, garage sailing on like Saturdays, buying up Legos and all this other stuff that is worth like a ton of money. Right. And these people, like, they don't want to go through the time of posting it online and selling it. They just want it gone. You know, to them, it's just sure. it's garbage. It's arbitrage, whatever. Right. I started doing this last year, and I'm not even kidding, man. I made, I don't know, probably two grand in about four months. Excellent. Like, you want to fund projects? You want to get stuff done? Uh, you know, you want to snake? You want to buy? Way to do it. Start, 
start doing it, man. Like, I mean, you buy mugs, like you go to Salvation Army, you buy mugs for 50 cents a piece. You go on eBay, like as you're in there, seeing what they're what people are selling them for. Like, you don't look at what what's active; you look at what's sold already. Of course, completed auctions, and then decide, you know, if you think that's worth the time of shipping it and packing it. And I get free bubble wrap because I steal all the bubble wrap from work. We get shipments yeah. in. Bubble wrap's expensive. I save a ton of money by just taking that. Raj just throws it out anyways. Right. So, I'm uh, me and Katie are are trying to get debt free. So I'm trying to get back into doing this. I spent like 30 bucks today between like three different thrift stores. Cool. And I mean, I know I'm going to probably turn around and make I don't know, 200 bucks on all this stuff. Probably. It's the way to do it, man. It's 400%, 300%. Do it. Yeah. The hustle's real, dude. So like everyone, all my friends kind of laughed at me, gave me shit. And I'm like, last time I checked I'm the one with like, Five hundred dollars in my PayPal account right now. It's true. It's true. I'm laughing all the so, way to the bank. Not to change topics, but so Maria Mar, where are you guys located? I feel like you're really, really close to me. They're in like Georgia, like North Georgia-ish. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were south of me. They're in. There's like a Gainesville, Georgia, right? Uh, I don't know. Pretty sure. I'm pretty there is. Good but I don't remember that. They're in a they're in a county in, in Georgia that I know is the same as a county in Florida. Okay. Same same name. Okay. Interesting. I'm sure she'll tell us here in a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this Regis is top notch. Dude, they're good. It is these are, these, that size is ten ninety five. It's a great price too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm the 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 entry spice, the entry tobacco ness of it is top of line, and it, it it draws like it draws like a good yeah. Called it. It draws like a good Ashton. It, it's phenomenal. There you go, Gainesville, Georgia. Yeah, and I mean, I like like I said, you know, Raj, uh, Frank, one of the part time guys. Me, like if we did a top 10 list at Buford Tobacco for Top Cigars 2019 in terms of like stuff we carried, like this would be number one because all three of us just, we think this is just a phenomenal, it doesn't matter if it's this size, the Corona, the Robusto, like they're all just fantastic. Yeah. They even have a little tiny like petite Corona that's like just really fast smoke, but even those are really good. 20 minute smoke, 30 minute smoke. Yeah, but I did the. Cool. Yeah, I, just call, I, I call it the crown cut. I don't know why. I just, that's what I think. Of well, I think. Uh, Underwood was doing a bunch of obviously because they have the crown on their band. They were like, "Who's crown cutting the crown?" You know, I remember they did that for a while. So I'll call it a crown cut, even though I'm not that big fan of Underwoods or Undercrown. Excuse me, Undercrown. That's what it is. Underwood. Yeah, the retro, the retro hail is is really good. It's like very woody, a little sweet. Yeah, a little sweet. To go with my scotch. But the uh, sort of the meat and potatoes of tonight. Yes. You know, we were going to talk about books a little bit, and I guess we still can. Yeah. If you want to talk more in depth, we can we can start with that. Well, I mean, it's up to you. It's however you want to do. It. We can talk about the other topic if you like. I feel like the other topic I don't, I don't. rant a little bit from both of us. Um. 
But I was going to say is that I get messaged all the time for people about reptile books, and I've got a pretty good collection going. Like books you'd recommend? Books I'd recommend. And, and here's my thing is I, when I was a child, and I still have it, I suffered from dyslexia real hardcore. And they focused so much on my reading and writing comprehension that my math just oh, took yeah. um, But I consider myself an adequate reader, and I consider myself a, a good writer. I do. Um, but I can't read a novel. I, I can't. I can't read a story. I just I just can't do it. In fact, there's maybe three or four books in my entire life that I've actually read like all the way through. Um, almost all of the books in my collection are reference. Yeah. Um, whether it be you know locality stuff of animals or species stuff or medical, and I love those books because it's a wealth of knowledge in my hands. I don't have to read the whole thing. I can go to certain chapters or certain parts and get what I need. And then oh, what's up, Mike? And, uh, and at the same time, oh. in the future, if I have a question or somebody else has a question, I can just go to that reference book. You right. know? Um, so I always like to share reference book, you know, uh, I don't want, what do you even call them? Share mm -hmm. reference book, you know, like non um, nonfiction, nonfiction, factual mm -hmm. information books. And let's face it, man, right. pictures are awesome. Some of these books have amazing pictures. For example, uh, the Terralog series from Chimera Edition Publication. Chimera Edition, for those of you who don't know, is a German publication uh, that focuses on animals and plants and um, natural world type stuff. So they have several different hardback books that are uh, the first 10 pages or so are in English and German. And then the rest of the book is just pictures and scientific names. And then each picture will have uh, some kind of map or key to it. Um, it'll be, okay, this is a snake and it lives here. And there's a map with the dots of where the photos were actually taken. And then each photo, if it knows where that photo was taken, it says, you know, this was found in Limpopo province, South Africa, you know, 40 miles east of, you know, the Transvaal or whatever. And uh, I was going to say, like, those, those Terralog books are phenomenal. They actually just came out with a, a, a venomous snakes of uh, Australasia that I need to pick up because Ooh. the books, they're, they're breathtaking. I mean, I have the Gecko Australia one. I've got all the venomous except for North America and the Australasian one just because I haven't got around to buying them. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know. Is there a way that I can throw stuff up on the screen or is it just you? It should be. See, I don't know. I don't. What's share screen? What's that do? That's That's where people can see your screen. Oh, okay. So should I click that? Should uh, I click that? Yeah. I mean, depending on what you have open outside of this little. <laughs> okay. Share screen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's freaking out. All right. Um, but you have to okay it. It's going to say, does this, is this working? And then you're going to hit okay. And then it should. Because I don't see it yet. You don't see it yet? It won't let me. Oh, okay. I see what it is. All right. Yeah. We're so professional on this show. Hey, you know. <laughs> hey. All right. So we're going to do this since we're going. And then we're going to go Terralog books just so that people can see what we're talking about because I'm not going to hold a book up. Uh, here we go. I'm not seeing it. I know because I haven't oh, okay. thrown it. So, how's that? 
Can you see it? No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to add it to the feed. That's what it is. There we oh, go. Oh, okay. There we go. So now you'll notice that they have all these different Terra logs, and they're not cheap. They're anywhere from $60 to $100, depending on the model, or depending on the book, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> but they're literally filled with fantastic information about thousands of species, some of which people have never even heard of. But the coolest thing is that they do add those maps. And can you still see my mouse moving around? Yeah. Okay. So they, they show you those maps and uh, on the inside. I mean, let's just go to Amazon real quick. Um, see if I have any inside pictures. And it won't. Um, yeah, here's that uh, that new one I was talking about. Oh, it's $68 hardcover. How many pages is it, though? They're, like, huge, right? I mean, they're not small books. No, no. They're, they're big, giant books, but they only have maybe 100, 150 pages. They're not crazy. Um, let me do this. Just so we're not boring people too much. <clears throat> we should show. All right, so here's a good example of what the inside looks like. So basically, you can see that there's a map. It has all the little dots and stuff. And then each one, it'll say, you know, Naja Navia. It'll give you, you know, what, what yeah, kind of. Yeah, it has like a legend. Yeah, it has and, and, and a key or whatever. And they basically just go like that. And that's probably not Naja Navia, seeing as how that's Asia. It's probably some kind of Sumatrana or something. But okay. It's neither here nor there. Right. <clears throat> well, I mean, the nice thing about books like that, though, is they, you know, they tend to hold their value really well. So if you end up getting it and then you're like, oh, okay, you know, I read it. I got all the information I want out of it. If you're not someone that holds on to books, you know, usually you can, you can, there's good resale value in those. You know, you can sell them on eBay or, or whatever. Right. Absolutely. You know, me being on my eBay kick. I actually... I checked this. Out. I don't think I showed you this. I have this ashtray my uncle somehow ended up with, and I'm like ninety percent sure this was an actual Aatrox at one point. Really? It's from Welch, Nove City, San Angelo, Texas. That's kind of cool. I'm I'm pretty sure this was this was alive at one point. It's like bronze. Yeah, it kind of looks like it was, you know, shell painted with really good paint over and over and over again. Interesting. Maybe they really did, you know, gilded in copper or something. Maybe I'm, I'm half of me is tempted to, because I don't know, like it has this weird like spot where they would have cut it. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that looks like a taxidermy cut if I've ever seen one. <clears throat> I don't know. So it, it lives forever, you know. Nice. So ashtrays aside, did you have uh, any books or whatever you want to throw up there? Uh, well, I will say the nice thing that the you know one of the things about the magazine that you know aside from everything else that I've enjoyed is doing book reviews now forces me to read more. Of course, because I always want to read, but I just never have the time or energy. Because as soon as I open a book, I'm like asleep. So it's been nice to, 
it sort of keeps my, my feet to the fire in a sense, you know, me and Billy alternate each month with the book review. Not that, you know, anyone else can do a book review too. If there's a book you want to review, feel free to hit me up and we'll get it in there. Um, but uh, like I just finished the complete Sabak by Dusty Rhodes, which is about uh, Transpagos rattlesnakes. Talks about Transpagos. Uh, yeah, it talks about Bairds. It talks about Baja Greens, um, and some of the other like Bogertophis uh, cool. species and stuff. That was a really good book. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it, I bought it for the Bairds section. Um, just because, it, it, you know, it's kind of odd. There's, I guess it's not surprising either, but there's really not a ton of information on Bairds out there outside of your kind of standard care sheet. Right. Um, so it was nice to have a handful of pages. I wish there was more. You know, there was much more to be desired in terms of Bairds there. Um, maybe if they, if they end up doing another edition, they can dive into them a little more. But, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that book. It, it actually makes me want Transpagos, Rats, really bad um they're awesome I, I have that there's a a big book on dart frogs that was released by chimera that i got over christmas that's what i'll start after i finish this one i'm on now which is uh like the field guide to herping that was a book right. that just released last year it's not a very big one so i could probably finish it pretty quick if i stop screwing around um i started that Adventures in Green Python Country. Oh, cool. I didn't finish it. Dude, I, got, I got to like 171 pages and I was just done. I was like, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to write the review on it because I really wanted to like it, but I right. can't. Oh. It's just... Too so much? The, like the, well, the basis of it is it's uh, Carl Sweetak's trips to Papua New Guinea in like the 70s. Okay. And I, you know, it's funny. I talked to Harlan before when I bought the book because he's, I guess he's met him a few times or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, it's, it's pretty over the top. Like I'm giving you a heads up, you know, expect kind of a lot of bullshit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Sure. And I started reading it and I was like, oh my God, he's right. A lot, there's a lot of embellishment. There's a lot of dialogue that I'm almost positive either never occurred or it didn't occur the way he says it did. Okay. It's a lot of it's small stuff, like really unnecessary um, stories with no relevance. No, it's not even that. Just it's like, first of all, why if you, I felt like there was no need for the dialogue to be in there, especially if it either didn't occur, like I said, or it didn't happen the way you recalled it did. <laughs> like he was really trying to like spice it up and make something out of nothing, yeah. like really sell it, you know. And I was just kind of like, I, it's just. I don't, he's he's, he's kind of yeah yeah I don't know he seems like he's what's the word for it he uh I think he's he's got a a very grandiose vision of himself I'm sure and I I don't know I just I got yeah. to like, I got the 171 I was like I can't do of this. what that book no I'm saying of how many pages though uh like. 300 and something. I got like halfway through it. Oof. The, um, that reminds me of, uh, Dr. Brian Fry's, uh, Venom book. And I, I read that one. I enjoyed that one. It was our, right. similar. You talking about the Venom doc one? 
No, no, no. Hold on. Let me let me get it. The memoir one that he did. No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay, okay. All right, Brian Fry, Venomous book. So he came out with this book. Crazy expensive one you're talking about? Yes. So I really want that one, but I remember someone telling me it's super technical. That was probably me. So you want to throw this up or no? Yeah, I'm waiting for it to show right, up. Let me do this. Share screen. Whoops. Oh, did I just ruin it? Yeah. Hold on. There it is. God damn it. God damn it. So this book. <laughs> yes. I, I want I waited, that one so bad. I waited a very, very long time for that book. And I was a huge fan of his. And I still am. Um, his political rants are a little annoying these days. But you know what? To each his own. My problem with this book is I pre-ordered it. I spent all the money. The book is phenomenal. It is completely and wholeheartedly unreadable from a layman's point of view. Unless you are in med school or you are in zoological, you know, master's degree, it's going to go over a lot of heads. Is kind it of goes over everyone's head. It's it's un it's unreadable. It's <laughs> where I started. I flipped through and like scanned and found certain chapters, and it's just too much, man. It's just too much. Um, but since I got the screen open already, let me see if you can see this. Can you see this? The naming of the shrew. Yeah, I can. Okay. So John Wright is a, a taxonomy junkie, much as myself. He, I was actually, to the best of my knowledge, is a taxonomist. Um, this book was actually recommended to me on Facebook by uh, Mark O'Shea. And this book is phenomenal. It is, it is a great read. It's not too difficult. The guy, John, explains so much taxonomy stuff in terms of why things are named the way they're named. He talks about the rules of taxonomy, both in like the Linnaean times as well as the modern era. And anybody who is wants to get on this level of nerd, I totally recommend this book. Um, I might have to look at that one. It's Amazon. It's 15 bucks for hardcover. Dude, you could probably get a used copy on there for nothing. Oh, probably. 15 new. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, it, oh, what's up? Carly's back in. What's going on, girl? You should write a review on that one, dude. You want me to? I, dude, I'm telling you. Like, if someone has a book they read that they want to review, be it good or bad, in between, and you yeah. feel like typing it up and sending it to me, I will put it in the magazine. I will do it. I will write a beautiful article <laughs> The Naming of the Shrew. And yes, Carly, we love books. This is the book episode. This is Oprah's Ta-da! book episode. Yeah. So... You know what's funny is like I have this ashtray, right? Yeah. So I guess Katie's mom for the wedding found like snakeskin bow ties. Like both real. real both real and like just patterned or whatever. Right, right. I think I'm gonna get one of the real ones. You gotta. You I'm gotta. assuming it's gonna be made out of berm skin. I mean you don't know, it could be rattlesnake or something, it could be something keeled. I don't know. Like I what is your, what is your take on that whole thing? What do you mean? My opinion on on skins and furs? And like, I guess you go to gas stations in Florida, you know, they sell like the alligator heads and Mm -hmm. like, what do you think about that kind of stuff? So me being a a outdoorsman, I consider, I consider myself an outdoorsman. I consider myself a naturalist. I consider myself a conservationist through and through. Um, 
if it was attained humanely, if it was attained lawfully, um, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with a guy getting his quota of rattlesnakes, chopping them up, selling the meat to whomever, and skinning them and making souvenirs for a gas station. I have no problem with that. The guys that wrangle up thousands of rattlesnakes, put them in a pit, and then pour gasoline over them, light them on fire at some party, that I have a problem with. And, and there, in my opinion, there's a definitive difference. Um, in Florida, the alligator souvenirs that you see at the gas stations or the roadside stands or whatever, where it's the head or the feet into a keychain, those are all farmed animals that were killed for their meat. And then they just sell off the body parts to be taxidermied. I have no right. problem with that either. They were farmed for human consumption or for science or whatever, and they're making extra money selling the, the byproduct. I have no problem with that. However, the guy that goes out in the glades and shoots 15 or 20 alligators in a night illegally out of season with no permit, no license, no tag, that's fucked up. I don't agree with that. But a guy who puts in for the lottery, gets his tag, gets his two gators for the year, I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. cool with that. I mean, I've done it. I've done it personally. So. Well, See, my, my sort of take on this is like, okay, so we have the ashtray here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, would you rather that animal have died and just been thrown out because someone was like, oh, a rattlesnake, cool, I'll kill it? Or even like the tie thing. Like my thing, especially if, like if you have an animal yourself that you got like taxidermied or whatever. Right. Like to me, I think that's cooler because it sort of has like a legacy in a sense. Sure, sure. Like every time I use this ashtray, I'm going to think about this rattlesnake. Right. Anytime I wear that bow tie, I'm going to be thinking about that snake. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's like a, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's some sort of like atheist-ish, like none of that shit matters kind of point of view that some people have. And I can, I can agree with that too at the same time. But yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like, I'd rather it go towards something as long as like you were saying, it was done in a humane and ethical manner. Right, right. Uh, which, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if this thing came from Texas way back when, it probably wasn't. Yeah, but but then again, you also look at it as what's up, Cox. You also look at it as even if it was done way back when, uh, assuming that there was a quota or a limit, as we'd like to call it in in conservation and hunting. If there's a limit, and you're doing it for wildlife management, or you're doing it because the state says, okay, this is how many animals can get killed, and not affect the ecosystem, or in some manners help the ecosystem. I have no problem with that. Um, for example, doves. You know, everyone's like, oh, my God, you go dove hunting. It's the bird of peace. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, but they are so delicious in mojo sauce wrapped in bacon. So <laughs> we, we don't always limit out on dove. But what people don't get is I can't speak for other states, but in Florida specifically, 70% of the dove population for that year, every year, is going to die of natural causes, of old age, of disease, of whatever. So – us shooting X amount of birds and eating them, following the migratory bird laws of the federal government, following the migratory bird laws of the state of Florida, I don't see a problem with that at all. But the dude who's in his backyard with a BB gun popping birds in his backyard willy-nilly, that's fucked up. You know? Yeah. And my good friend Marcus, who I think is actually watching, you know, he used to work down at the museum in Miami. And they had a... a, a wildlife bird rehabilitation facility, um, an actual like clinic specifically for birds of praise and shorebirds and, 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 and wetlands fauna. And dude, at once a week in Miami, downtown Miami, 
they would get a, a red-shouldered hawk or a Cooper's hawk or an osprey that had a 22 bullet stuck in it or a BB gun that popped through its wing bone and now it's disabled. And it's like, who in downtown Miami is shooting peregrine falcons off of skyscrapers with an air rifle? But guess what? Up. People are doing it. They're doing it. So... I always get a little pissed off when I hear people saying, yeah, I was shooting at this hawk the other day, or I shot this owl. It's like, dude, like those are protected. Like, right. That's not a freaking crow that's eating all your bird seed. Like, that's literally yeah. an apex predator that we need. Yeah. Yeah. And even still, in crows, for example, crows are considered migratory birds in most states, and they have a limit of two per day or whatever it is, you know, five per seed or something, you know, and that's because there is so much carrying capacity in public lands as well as private lands. And it has to be balanced out appropriately. You know, and I know I get a lot of tree hugger friends that hate me for that. I'm sorry. That's how it goes. Back, going back to scientific facts. And scum. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so uh, if Carly's still watching, have you opened any of the books you got? From Southeast Carpet Fest? All, you have. all 30 of them. All 30 of them. Speaking of which, if anyone wants that copy of Green Python, Adventures in Green Python's Country, it is on my eBay. <laughs> okay. I posted it. I was like, I'm not going to finish this thing. I kind of feel bad. But see, that's like with books. I feel like people get them. <clears throat> and... But because you bought it, you feel obligated to finish it, even if you don't like it. Yeah. And so this is this is one of very few books where I was reading, and I was like, I just I can't finish it. Like I kind of hate that I like I want to like it. Like I said, I really want to enjoy it, but I just I I found myself rolling my eyes so many times reading that book. It finally there yeah. was some line in there that was like the straw that broke the camel's back because his girlfriend traveled with him on like one or two of these trips. And they uh, they had like a layover in like Hong Kong or something, and there was some like god awful line in there about him telling her, "We'll go back to the hotel and we'll stay entwined for hours, like the snakes were looking for or something." I mean, horrible. Like I read that and I was like, "I'm done." Yeah. No thanks. Bowing out. <clears throat> it was rough. Just uh, reading Carly's uh, message she put on here. Um, in my limited, in my limited. Ex oh, there you go. And you know, and that's that's a shame. You know, it's a shame. The only thing we can do is not attack them for doing it, but we have to educate them. We have to let them know that there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Put the can of natty light and skull down, and listen yeah, to me, kids. Steel reserve and firearms do not mix. <laughs> Just in case Lucas is still listening. Stay I, like, I like messing with that kid now that I met him. Don't do drugs. Don't. Do you like that, you like that picture? What's that? Do you like that? Yeah, I like that. That looks oh, good, that was, baby. Oh, that was pretty dope. We should, what's, what are we going to name this ashtray? We should name him something. <sighs> I'm going to throw going? a name out for the, for the rattle thing. Yeah, people, comment. Let's name the, the name the Aatrox ashtray. Stanley, Stanley, the 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 snake stogie ashtray. <laughs> I feel like we should call him like uh, Astrox. Yeah. <laughs> that was some nerd shit right there. 
for those of you guys that actually stayed Damn. after the joke, I can mm. So books aside, there was another topic you want to touch base on tonight. Go ahead. There was, but disclaimer before we jump into this. Okay. All right. I got my shoot on and everything, bro. I'm ready. Get the goggles. I've been, I've, been, uh, so I've been thinking about it for most of the day since we were talking about it. Okay. Um, like this isn't directed at anyone in particular. This yeah. isn't uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Poetic justice. That's good. I actually have a story for that after you say what you're going to say. So I wanted to talk about like social media and people's needs to feel like they have to keep up and um, sort of like the posturing. Right. Reflexing. Because um, I see it a lot. I see it especially in chondros, like, And it starts off a lot of people get into chondros. They see all these other guys that have worked with chondros for a very long time. They spend a ton of money on them. They just go like, so that I don't like, I I'm so frustrated because every time we do this, like I have an idea, like I, I, I know what I want to say, but then when it comes time to say it, I can't ever get it right. It's, all right. <clears throat> it's frustrating. No, I can't understand. But there's like this need that people have to keep up like oh these guys have ten five thousand dollar chondros i'm gonna i need you know in order for me to be in the circle right. i have to have ten or more five thousand dollar chondros or that's, that's or, my in or that person doesn't know anything they've only got two snakes yeah yeah and that, that i mean i just my whole train of thought just got derailed. Just now? No, like the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> okay, that's all right. No, I totally understand what you're saying. And I'm, I am I stay out of Facebook groups, man. In fact, there's only one Facebook group that I'm active, or two now. Southeast Carpet Fest, I actively have been participating in that for obvious reasons. And uh, the Venomous Reptile Keepers Mentorship Group. Um, because that's the only group that has good people with good knowledge speaking well to each other and helping each other out every other group i stopped i just stopped i can't take the narcissism i can't take the trolling the trolling is overwhelming man overwhelming it's brutal and then at the same time it, my pet peeve is all right let's use the venomous reptile keepers mentor group for example uh dr e who is the founder of the group phenomenal guy awesome guy he does a good job of saying hey this is an appropriate Let's not do this. And as an admin, that's what you want. You want someone who's fair and equal and, and has good morals. Um, but I'll see a post where it's like, hey, I just got my first Rhino Viper. Regardless of years or, or hours or minutes of experience, I just got my first Rhino Viper. And I want to set it up like this. Are Is this a good idea? Should I maybe alter it? And let's just say the temperature is 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Someone will put 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And then three comments down, another person. Oh, I keep mine at 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And then a couple posts down, another person, and another person. And I'll scroll through because I want to tell them, hey, I keep them at 85 degrees Fahrenheit. But I'm not going to just put it willy-nilly. I'm going to read through it. Obviously, this is a simplistic uh, example of what I'm trying to talk about. But there's 15 people saying 
85 degrees Fahrenheit. No, that's the same thing that happens in the snake ID groups. Someone's and like, it, what is this? One person, the first person answers it right. They're like, oh, that's a copperhead. Yeah. And instead you have 12 other people like, that's a copperhead. That's a copperhead. That's a copperhead. Yeah. Like, can yeah. you not tell that it's already been like, why? I, I That's something I've never, never been able to really understand is like, if you know, someone's already said, yeah, that's a copperhead. Right. Like what possesses someone to be like, yep, I'm gonna put my stamp on it. That's now, a copperhead. One time, um, so one time I actually saw, which I thought was really good, maybe more than one time, maybe a couple times. Um, I'm actually, uh, I drives you nuts too, Phil. That's it, Andy, my man. Um, there's actually a snake ID group from South Africa that I see in my feed. I never talked to anyone. I don't know anyone. I just think it's cool because I love sub-Saharan snake. I love all African snakes, excuse me. Um, but someone will chime in and say, oh, that is a coral cobra. And then the next one down is, I agree with Bob, that is a coral cobra. That I like because that person not only gave credit to the person that named it or, or, or identified it, but also is giving the poster, the person who posted the ad or the, the post itself, a second opinion. So now it's just like iNaturalist. You have two, two confirmations, yeah, whatever. Comments that make it solidified. So now you have two different people. So that person can confidently say that was a coral cobra. That I have no problem with. But 10 people, 15 people, yeah, it's a fucking coral cobra. We get it. Spitalaps lubricus lubricus. Thank you very much. Move on. It's the devil. Carly wants to know, is anyone going to the Venomous Symposium in Texas in September? I can confidently say that I am probably not. I wish. I wish. I want to go to the thing that uh, that uh, Ari and Lawrence are doing in Atlanta in, what is it, in May? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I want to do um, that. What is that? I can't remember. Yeah, because me and Jake were talking about that. Like Atlanta's like a six-hour drive for us, maybe. I want to do it. I just can't. I can't I'm very off. tempted. I don't. I don't. I just see. That's what sucks, man. Is like I'm so tired of fighting Raj for time off and stuff that I'm like, it's too exhausting. It's like it better be worth the the struggle and the fight. Cause... Right. I actually, uh, uh, the clouds parted and a beam of light shined down on me today when I went to get my paycheck. My employer paid me for Carpet Fest, which I thought was very very cool of him. That's awesome. Yeah, he said. Uh, he said, and I quote. I wasn't going to pay you for that stupid snake shit that you went to, but you've been doing a very good job. Thank you for doing it. I paid you. <laughs> I said, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. He's not exactly uh, hip to the herps. Neither is mine. Like I have the, I get, I get my snake sent to the shop. And so tomorrow I, I texted him tonight and I was like, which shop am I at? Cause I usually don't know until like that morning for whatever reason, that's right. a whole other struggle. Uh -huh. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you're going to start at Shell Point, which is the other one, the smaller one. And he's like, and then we'll switch in the afternoon. I was like, okay, because I got a box coming and it's got a pulse. I usually tell him, like, if it's a box, something that's, you know, a shirt or whatever, I got a package coming. I got a cage coming, whatever. Just set it to the side. Yeah, if it says live animal, <clears throat> bring it inside. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was like, man, don't, you know, don't, you need to start getting that stuff delivered to your house. You know, you need to stop getting delivered here. You know, you need, you, you need to open the box and check it when you get home. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Like, you don't understand. I need to make sure that they're alive so I can tell the seller that they're okay. And that any issues that are arised, you know, I need to make sure that that's cleared up 
you know, and not like, and it's not like I don't take them out. Yeah. Like I've, I've taken a few out just to check them yeah. and when no, when no one was in the shop. Right. 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 Or is one of the regulars that just doesn't care that are actually curious. Um, but usually like with something like this, like take it out. Okay. It's breathing. It's not dead. Cool. Right. Put it back on closer, respect it later. So it's not frozen. We're good. Right. Or, <laughs> Hey, I need to re I need to replace that heat pack. Shit um, like like, like, dude, I literally just need to make sure they're okay. Other than that, I don't plan on taking them out. I don't want them in a smoky cigar shop. I put them in the back room where it's not smoky. Right. So. I uh, I have my venomous transport box is a, a wooden crate uh, that is probably maybe the size of like a ten or fifteen gallon fish tank. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really good plywood with a handle and a screen on top and a locking latch door that flips down with a padlock on it. Right. And uh, I painted it jet black and red letters. It's this danger venom and truck talk because that's what the state wants. I figured I might as well make it cool. I got the, the Cobra Commander symbol from G.I. Joe. I put that on the front. <laughs> so every once in a blue moon, that box will be at work locked. And he'll walk by and go, what the fuck is that? I go, cotton, candy. cotton candy maker. Or or I'll do the, the, the thing from True Lies because True Lies is one of my all-time favorite movies. I go, it's an espresso machine. <laughs> it's a water heater. So, it's my lingerie set I ordered. You've been pulled over with snakes in the car? No. That's fun. I've always wondered though, like one day I may, and they'll be like, "What's that?" And I'll be like, "Snake." I got pulled over. Have to explain it and be like, "See, I got like a room full of these, and this is going into that room." It, I know you You probably, like, let's just, let's skip through all the questions and just, like, say okay when I finish my story so you can just go on about your night because I don't really want to explain this to someone. <laughs> one time, uh, one time I got pulled over and uh, Andy got pulled over with rodents. That's funny. Like, just a mess of frozen rats. Mama went home with dinner. Um. Okay, Phil, please explain the plastic joke for the last. Oh, so the plastic joke, I actually, I asked Sean about this today because I forgot to ask him. Um, there was a plastic manufacturer in Colorado that made uh, plastic gun parts for the U.S. military. And they, because of the legislation in Colorado, they up and they uprooted their entire company, you know, hundreds of employees and, and hundreds of CNC machines and plastic mold injecting and all that stuff. And they moved it out of state. So that's why I was making a joke about that. It wasn't anything crazy. I just didn't know. If we... I, yeah, I was under the impression it was like something weed related because it's Colorado. No, 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 no. It was, was like, it was, it was something I don't know. I got you. Well, that was also before he mentioned his profession. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. the guy under the bus on the podcast. You know? So if he wants to talk about his business, rock and roll. But I did get pulled over with three Western Diamondbacks in the front seat in a hot box. And I, it was like eight o'clock at night. I was going from my, my friend's house to my house. And this is when I still live with my parents. And uh, the guy pulls me over and he's like, he, he's super aggressive. He's like, what are you doing? Do you know how fast you were going? I'm like, sir, I'm really sorry. It's late at night. I just was trying to get home. I have live rattlesnakes in the seat next to me. And he's like, listen, boy, I heard a lot of stories in my day. And right when he gets to like, listen, boy, I heard a lot of, I go, bang, bang, bang on the box. And it just goes, <clears throat> Cars rattling, and he's just like, "Get him safe." That was it. 
I, to this day, I love that story. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, in their defense, I mean, they get lied to for a living. From that is true. Pretty much everyone. So I'm sure they've they've heard just about every excuse in the book. And I'm sure Sean can attest to that. Oh, I'm sure. Because I've got cop buddies here, and like the stuff they tell me, it's like they people really think cops are just dumb. Yep. Yeah, you know, they. Oh, Reed. Reed up? knows too. Reed knows what's up. The uh, like, they're human lie detectors. Like you think they, like how stupid do you think they are? Like literally, they get paid on salary to be lied to their face for twelve hours a day, like four days a week. Yeah. You think they don't know when you're bullshitting them or not? I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reed. Fucking cocks. <laughs> so, so we 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 went we derailed a little bit. Um, we did a little bit. The posturing. Yeah. So these are my roommates' pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you use that a lot. Like, whose jeans are they? I don't know. What's this white powder that's in your pocket? I don't know, but it's my brother's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know it doesn't belong. I love it when you see it and they just throw their spouse under the bus. Yeah, that's like, my girlfriend's meth pipe. Yeah, that's her. That's her gun. That's her gun. I don't. I don't own a gun. That's it's on her side of the car. Um, posturing, <laughs> digital peacocking, as I like to call it. That's a good term. I have uh, forty-two snakes in my collection, so I am immediately smarter than you are on the topic. It's I, like I said. I think it's purely a, a product of social media. Like I think a lot of people come into the hobby, they see everyone else keeping and breeding like everything, and so then they're like, "Oh, that must be the norm." Like, so I'm gonna start buying a bunch of stuff. And it's like this feeling, this need to keep up. Uh, I don't. I I will. I'll jump on that real quick and say that for a long time I was anti. I'm going to say this wrong because I don't have a better synonym. I was anti-breeder. And the reason why is because the herpetocultural acquaintances that I had were buying pairs of stuff. They're like, I'm not going to buy it unless I can get a trio. You know, I need 1.2. Otherwise, what's the point in having it? Mm -hmm. so, like, that's not why we do what we do. We do it because we love the animal. You know what I mean? And I had pet stuff for a long time. And I probably had 15 or 20 snakes that were pet snakes. I had no aspirations of breeding anything. And I looked at, I looked down on them because I was like, you're an asshole. You're looking at it strictly as a monetary a piece of money. You're looking at it no different as coins or bars of gold or whatever. You know, oh, I bought this watch not because I like watches, but because I know it's going to be worth money one day. Like collecting is one thing. Having the hobby of collecting is one thing. Investment pieces is another thing. But when you get – okay. I was in underground hanging out one time, the retail store. I was just bullshitting with the manager. Him and I are really, really good friends. And this woman comes in, middle-aged, soccer mom-looking mom. She comes in with a big Sterilite full of baby ball pythons. I guess it had to have been two or three clutches. And they're just blowing on there with paper towels. And she comes in, and she literally throws it down on the countertop. And she goes, and, and I quote, pardon me uh, for my French, cover your ears, children, if you're listening. She says, Fuck these fucking snakes. 
bullshit piebald is Kodom or whatever she said. And she throws them on the counter and storms out. And the manager ran after her and he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Why are you just, why'd you throw these things? She goes, I bought these snakes, the adults from you, because I was told that I would make X amount of money because X amount of babies would produce X amount of eggs and blah, 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 blah. And fuck you, I got three clutches of normals, blah, blah, blah. And he basically said, don't ever come to the store ever again. And we sat there and we individually deli cupped every single one of them. They all still had their silver coat. They were literally like hours old. Some of them still had vermiculite on them, and uh, and that yeah. kind of, that kind of clicked in my head, and I was like, the people that monetize them are pieces of shit. But then I realized that there are people like I, I can confidently say us now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, f- fuck everybody at Carpet Fest. Calculator cowboys. <laughs> there you go. That's it, Andy. You got it. You got it, my boy. So I can kind of say that like, everyone at Carpet Fest, they're all breeders. They're all hobbyists. We all love our animals. And yeah, we want to make some money off them, whether it's to be an actual business and, and, and have a career doing it, or it's simply to fund the hobby. I'm all for it, you know? But the people that literally just breed for the sake of breeding or breed for the income, it disgusted me. So I was anti-breeder for a long time. Now I find myself enamored with it you know, I plan on raising up the carpets that I got now. I'm going to do some MI and I want to watch that beehive. I want to watch the vibrations and, and, and the, the maternal interaction. And I think it's fascinating. But for a long time, I was totally against it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of clutches, Jake just got his first pop one clutch of the year. Golf clap for him, bro. Last night. I gave him a lot of shit for not posting pictures, but that clutch looked champion. Oh, yeah. Champion. It looked good. It looked real good. I was actually surprised because um, I've never bred carpets before. Um, I was actually surprised at how dry the sphagnum looked in the nest yeah, box. Yeah, usually, I mean, you, you give it to them dry like with green trees. You give them dry, dry sphagnum. Oh, really? Okay. And then is that because it's going to soak up amniotic fluid or what? I, no, I think the females just like having that sort of material because some people just use towels. Like with chondros, some some chondro guys just put towels in, a, in an egg box. Okay. I think they just they want something to to sort of they bunch up the fluffy, you know. Yeah. Kind of okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of strange because you think about it, like female poplins. His biggest female is bigger than my biggest bioc. Okay. The clutches are half the size, but the eggs are twice the size of chondro eggs. Yeah, I so saw those are some big eggs compared to her. Dude, it's weird. Like, chondros lay small-ass eggs compared to other Morelia. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Because my female, her first clutch was like 17. It was literally twice the number of what what Jake's first female had. Mm-hmm. And his first female was like half the size. Well, not half the size, but like maybe a third smaller than my Biot girl. Okay. Those, like you could fit two of those chondro eggs on like one of those popcorn eggs. Yeah, I believe it's really, yeah, it's really bizarre. Just how you have like a smaller snake that lays bigger eggs, and then you have like a bigger yuck that. So, what's that? He said they'll always go down, uh, all the way down to the plastic tub. Anyways, in my experience, so yeah, yeah actually- I don't know. I think I think like with the spag and stuff though. And I'm sure with the towels, like they'll go into that egg box. I'm sure they'll leave some sort of scent or pheromone or something that basically says this is my spot. Right. 
you know, I'm going to go back to this. This is where I'm going to drop. So I don't know. Maybe it's the scent of that spag or something with that that maybe draws him to it. But Sure. Because I was actually thinking about it the other day, or was it yesterday when he posted those, sent us those pictures? Um, I thought about it. I was like, man, I've never bred. Before I say that, let me just think about it for a minute. <laughs> Fact check myself. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bred non-venomous. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. And a lot of the stuff I bred was totally accident. Like, you know, just, oh, they're terrible, <laughs> you know, oh, look, I got babies, you know, and I can think what's that? I'm hoping my bears, I think there might be something happening with those because one of them is in a shed. I think it's the female. I think the females are generally darker than the males, if I'm not mistaken. I have to go back to the book and read, uh, double check, but um, that darker snake is in shed again, and she just shed like maybe a month or two ago. Okay. Kind of cool, kind of quick to be back to back for like a grown, grown rat yeah. snake. So okay. I'm hoping this the is population? something. I, don't think so. I, I palpated her and I didn't really feel anything, but I also, at the same time, I kind of felt like maybe there was something there. It could have just been my mind saying, like looking for it and finding it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably throw up an egg box or something in there soon within okay. the next like week or so in case <laughs> maybe she did. Well, I don't. You saw copulation or no? Okay. Yeah. No, those, uh, they're in like one of those huge, I don't know what size tub it is, but it's like one of the freaking three foot long, maybe like, not the V70s, maybe. CV70, V70. Yeah, like just really huge, long, like I can't even reach all the way to the back of the rack. It's That's V70 because I can't reach the back of V70. And I, that's why I got the bloods in right now. So what's funny is... Speaking of that, I put those tithe bitters together, right, with Henry, and uh, mm -hmm. that girl was in the most textbook snake ovulation I've ever seen in my entire life. Like all the cobras I've bred over the years, dude, she was literally sideways, bloated, belly like, look at me, I'm a ball python, ha ha ha. <laughs> and Henry and I look at each other like, throw them in, make it happen. So I that uh that wise camera from uh one of the underground guys and we magneted onto the glass and we're like yeah live video snake breeding awesome i can watch it from home you know because they're at the farm and as we're saying this this happens if i can get the picture to go hold on a minute. lock so we got a perfect lock and she proceeds to drag him around the cage. As she's dragging him around the cage, she then goes up onto the camera and and knocks it down. Nice. <laughs> and he's still inside her. I, I was I was amazed. I thought it was great. I've laughed my ass off. Yeah, I have I have mine on mine right now. And oh, that sweet. is the male cluelessly aiming around. Yeah. The awesome. females on the other side. She's she's right here. But the male, this is what they do every night. Is she just sits there and ignores him, and he just kind of wanders around like a doofus. <laughs> and uh, I gotta I gotta give them new puppy pads because they jacked it all up last night. I don't know what they were doing. I fed them both a chick last night in the same tank, which I was not. Uh, I shouldn't have done. 
because the female gets crazy. Well, if it makes you feel better, that's the Cobra camera. <laughs> she knocked it down again. Stupid bitch. <laughs> She's like, no, you will not watch me fornicate. Privacy. Privacy, please. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, though. I've been Googling the crap out of Malayan pit vipers because of Reed. Him and I were talking. I found those pictures of my first watch I ever did from, like, 2008. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I want them. I want them again. I saw some on Fauna the other day. Oh, really? I See, I haven't looked on purpose. Yeah, they were cheap, too. What, like, what's cheap? Let me see. I'll look. Don't look. I'm going to look. Let's look together. Reed, you're a horrible influence, bro. Horrible influence. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what was green header? Right here. 100 plus shipping. Oh my god, those little nuggets. Look at them. Whose are they? Little landmines. Those little landmines. Uh, I don't know who Todd Swanson is. That name doesn't ring about my ring about you, but he, those are adorable little bouncing Bettys. How old is that? Uh, one twenty-seven, twenty-twenty. So, oh, all right, good. Ago. Wow, all right. Well, there's only the male available, I guess. I don't think he has any more. Oh, okay. Bird adders. How much are those puppies going for? Six birds are going to be three grand. Three grand. Six hundred per mail. Really? Yeah. Oh, fascination. All right. That's good. Dude, that guy's always got awesome stuff, man. He does. No matter if it's chondros or venomous. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I scour fauna every day. You need to close no. this fucking window. I won't. <laughs> Jared and I. That's cool. We just had one at the farm. I think it was good. Proto Bothrops. Yeah, caught me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you only live once. Great. <clears throat> Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna pull up those baby pictures if I still have them. Because yeah, good luck. Reading, reading, doing that. Wait, what? Cox said he's waiting on Reed to smuggle him some Heloderma. I said, good luck. Why, Cox can't have him? No, he's in Kentucky. They can't have yours? I don't think so. I guess not. Yeah. I'm going to say, man, if I ever get my ass together and breed mine, then I'll give him some babies. Slider is horrible. There we go. How's your Regis? Look at you. See, man, I'm chain smoking cigarettes. That's the problem, is that I gotta keep re relighting this bastard. Just have a cigarette in one hand, a cigar in the other. Mm. 
there was something about the whole like <clears throat> posturing thing that I wanted to mention at some point. I was thinking about today, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was. Okay. I'm so irritated. Like it was a point that I really wanted to drive home, and I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm so angry, I had to leave work. I was off today. Oh, okay, okay. I took like a two-hour nap. That's the problem. I don't ever nap, but I fell asleep. I was dead. Let me see if you texted to me because you te you texted me a couple things about it. Oh. And do 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 do. I need to start writing them down. Do 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 do. Such an idiot. Uh, how people are posturing in the hobby because of social media. That's not helpful. Yeah, no, that's not helpful at all. Never mind. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's easy for like us to say because we have collections and we have a lot of different stuff. And but I mean, with like Condros, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't have anything crazy expensive except for my one from Brahms. Uh, but I don't. Like, I'm at a point now with Condros where I don't really have much of a desire to bring new ones in just because, you know, Nido and stuff. And um, Yeah. I don't, I, I, like, I worry about guys that buy a bunch of Condros from a bunch of different people and, you know, maybe they probably don't get them tested and then they end up breeding and then they end up sending out stuff and... I think right. we just be a little smarter about these kinds of things, like who we're buying from, where they're coming from. Agreed. But there's also there's nothing that says you can't. I mean, obviously, Katie has her respectable snake rules in terms of animals throughout the home. But there's no sense. There's no. Re, there's nothing that says you can't get a baby or a juvenile and quarantine it for a year or six months or whatever. Do your NIDO tests and be all right. Well, that also. Like, I don't really have a quarantine area. I don't have anywhere to put quarantine animals. So that does play a part in it. That's not the reason I'm not getting stuff. Right. That is a consideration. But that is that does play a factor. Like, well, I think some people would very easily just to say, like, uh, oh, my God. What is wrong with me? Am I having a stroke? No. You're just that handsome. Thank you. You were saying that you don't have the quarantine, and that as a contributor, right? But some people, like some people, may just be like, "Well, you know, quarantine's overrated. I don't need to worry about that." Here's how I was looking at it. I think quarantine is a big deal, and you do everything in your power to do it. But then you have a situation like my roommate, where he just threw a snake in the room, and what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Um, Kick it out. So you, I, I can. So in his room. What does he have? Like, what does he keep? Right now, just a northern garter snake. That's it. Oh. He had a, he was breeding Cressies for a while, had a bunch of clutches, got bored of them. He got the most badass axolotls you've ever seen. Uh, and because we're in South Florida, he actually got a deal on a, a saltwater chiller for like a big saltwater, like 100-gallon aquarium. He got a deal on it. So he put that on with the axolotls, had it all chilled, was doing water changes. And I think he just got bored, so he sold them. Um, I still have all that crap in the snake room. Um, he did ball pythons for a while, had some clutches, sold them. He just goes through trends. Mm -hmm. you know, I am getting old. It's true. 
And you did just move in with two girls. God help me. Wreak havoc on a man's psyche. I need to get my incubator set up. And I think I'm going to get it set up in the dining room. That reminds me. The picture that Jake sent us last night, were those eggs over water? Or was that just... Oh, okay. They're just doing straight water. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, that worked out really well with with the clutch he produced originally, the first clutch. Um, Right. I gave like he he needed my egg boxes. He called me last night at like seven thirty. He's like, and as soon as he called me, I knew I was like one of his female drops, and he doesn't have something. Like I knew it. Like I like there's Jake doesn't call me. Like it doesn't happen. So when he called me, I was like, yep, one of his snakes dropped, and he doesn't have either a an egg box or b there's something wrong with his incubator. And, he, <laughs> and I called. He's like. Hey, you got you got those egg boxes still? And I was like, yeah. And I just I gave them to him because I'm not using those anymore. When I used them for the green trees, it was just kind of your standard like shoebox with the white lid, you know, the very loose white lid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not using those for condors anymore because those first two weeks they need to be completely sealed off. Like there needs to be no air coming or going. Um, why? Why is that? With condor eggs, I'm not sure because with Jake's eggs, they did fine. Like I, I don't think carpet pe- python eggs don't seem to be nearly as fragile as condor eggs. Okay. Um, why I don't know, but I got a gasket, one of those Ziploc gasket boxes, uh, right? That I'm going to use. I actually have it. Have it right up yonder. So, I'm using this because A, it has that seal on it. This is the 12 quart, so I'm doing a bigger box because bigger boxes, it's easier to maintain. That's sterling. Yes. Yes, it is. That's my favorite box. It's pretty sweet. I love those boxes. Um, Brahms has those, those egg box kits he's making now, um, but he may not actually be, end up releasing those. I don't know if I can even talk about it or not, but basically someone from another company that does egg box related things basically said it was like a direct patent violation, which I think we're kind of calling bullshit on, but interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing a 12 port. He's still sending me one of those those egg box kits to try out. Um, and like I said, basically I want like a complete seal. I don't want air coming and going. And I think these are kind of the only Tupperware plastic boxes you can get that'll offer that. Yeah, and the only ones that are worth a shit in my opinion. But I wanted a bigger box too because I think we've talked about it before. Um, well, Andy, I could have, but I folded it. <clears throat> Andy. I'll send you a picture of the label, Andy. Keeping the um, like the environment stable, I guess, is harder in a smaller box than it is a bigger box. <clears throat> Here we go. There you go. I was going to say, Andy, uh, send me your phone number so I can text it to you because I don't think I have your phone number. There's not a model number on there, is there? Yeah, those 19, are uh, those 19, are my, 1942. Okay. Is, is the is the model number? 
Yeah, that's what I use for, dude, everything. Baby Mambas, my carpets right now, they're in 54 quarts of those. Dude, those mm -hmm. are the best tubs. I know you and Jake are like hefty guys. You like your hefties. But, dude, those sterilized with the blue gasket seal, the best. Yeah, but I think I'll, I'll have better luck with this rather than the six quarts. Um, just because those six quarts, like the eggs in the first two weeks were getting really dehydrated. Jake's did fine. Like, Jake's went, had no issues. I think he had, like, one egg that got some mold on it. But we just threw some Motrimin on it or whatever. Um, so that's what I'm planning to use this time around i gotta make the pine water. water um probably i might put some uh aps or perlite or something in there okay because like that increases like the surface area and stuff um, and it's like i don't have to worry about it sloshing when i'm pulling it out and checking on it too that's always kind of my big fear is pulling the box right. out of the incubator and water like a wave just going up and like not that there's that much in there but still Exactly. Enough, enough to splash yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. It depends on when this pair decides to get their shit together and do something. So. Cool. But I, I mean, if I have Baird's eggs on the way, which I hope I do, or I hope that we're going in that general direction, um, those, I mean, I could do in one of those six courts or something else. I got some small shoe boxes over here, those little sterilites, literally squared off sterilites. I got yeah. I'm not going to get up and get it, but. Um, yeah, I need to get the incubator running. It's right here. I need to move it. I made it out of a... It's that big black box right there. Oh, cool. But it's a wine cooler that's been modified. I have uh, I have the Exoterra one with the blue light on the inside. Do you like that one? So... I've heard mixed things. Like right. I looked into them at one point, and I, I didn't get one because some of the reviews I read were not great. But... Um. So before I got that one, when I was shopping around for incubators, um, I was going to just buy one of Sea Serpents. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? Let me just let me just see what else. Like, let me see what friends have. Maybe I have some old ones they don't use anymore, you know, because I'm still a hobbyist as hell. Right. And uh, I went to Tiki's and I asked him about his. And he told me that he had like five of those Exoterras. And he says it was completely hit or miss. He said he had one model that worked perfectly fine. He had another one that the temperature would fluctuate. It would say you know, 84 and he would temp gun it and it'd be 86 and the next day it'd be 81 and it was just all mm -hmm. over the place. But the thermostat still, or the temperature thing still said 84. So, um, and I trust Diki. I mean, dude, the guy knows how to breed some animals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was like, all right, let me just save my shekels and I'll get one of sea serpents and go from there. And I then- I think those are worth the money though. They, they, they totally are, man. I mean, Chris makes a hell of a product. Like Jake just got one. Oh, did he? Yeah, he bought one. So cool, and um, and dude, Chris, they're, they're around the corner. They're down the street from my work. Like they're around the corner. Literally, I could probably throw a football to his warehouse from my work. Um, so I wound up getting, uh, hmm. so I wound up getting uh, one of those Exoterra ones for free from my friend, and he actually gave me a bunch of Hatchrite, which is total garbage. Is that just Starlight? It's like pearl. It has a pearl-like texture, but they're big granulated balls, hmm. and it, it it was just garbage. It didn't work. Um, I, I'm a, I'm like a vermiculite guy, like through and through. So uh, at least that's what I used a long time ago. Um, but he gave me the Exoterra incubator and then a bunch of 
Sims delis with Sims trays that fit mm -hmm. the perfect deli. And I did it and do the temperatures held perfect, but I messed up and the humidity was gone. There was no humidity. And that's what happened to my bad eggs. I think I had one clutch that went bad and I had another clutch that was infertile and just crappy. Mm -hmm. So this year I'm going to put, uh, this year I'm going to do the same temp gun routine that I had. Cause I didn't want to open the door every day. Cause I, I'm, I'm weirded out about mold in South Florida and opening the door every day, yeah. but I'm going to do, an actual thermometer, like a real thermometer. Yeah. In there. And then I'm also going to do two of the Exoterra digital hygrometers. I'm going to put one on the top and one on the bottom. And if the eggs are in the middle or the eggs are on the top, because I try to keep it towards the top, mm -hmm. um, that way I can see what's really going on. Because those Exoterra ones are the best, the best digital hygrometer ever. They're 30 bucks. Hmm. The, uh, yeah, I had that issue with my my chondro clutch. You know, I had the the thermostat was saying one thing, the temp gun was saying another, and then I finally we had a little thermometer in the little Pepsi cooler at work, okay. like a mercury thermometer, like an analog, yeah. actual mercury. Yeah, and so I took that out for like a week and stole it and put it in the incubator in the egg box just to okay, see yeah. like what. Because I don't, you know, that's the issue with the electronic stuff is, you know, I see it in cigar stuff all the time. Guys are like, you know, this thing is my humidity at 54. I have a Beveda pack and a Sycar jar and all that stuff in there. And it keeps telling me 54. I'm like, if you have those things in there, it's where it needs to be. Just whatever your thing is telling you, don't trust it. But, but I recently went through this with a friend. He had Boveda packs in there. Boveda pack 72. And he had a Zycar jar of crystals. And it, and not only did the Boba pack dry out real quick, his humidity was way low. And I said to him, I was like, dude, the two are counteracting each other. Because whatever the chemical is in the Boba pack, it's sucking in the humidity from the Zycar. Yeah, but it shouldn't be drying out then. It should be getting bigger. Like, it should be getting... Oh, you, yeah, bloated. Yeah. Blo bloated. Bloated. Yeah. Regardless, he was, he was, he was screwing himself up. I think people worry about their their humid uh, humidors way too much. I'm sure they, they do. Guys that come in all the time, they're like, "Man, you know, I got like 20 Cubans in here, and it's only reading 50 percent." And I'm like, "Are they dry? Are they?" And I'd rather have a dry cigar than a two humid cigar because two humid cigars don't burn. Yeah, especially when like they blow out. Yeah, you seen that? Yep. They get all swollen and gross. It yep. looks like a waterlogged ball python egg. And I tell them, you know, as long as they're they seem like they're smoking fine, don't worry about it. Like, don't put too much thought into it. Right. If you buy a humidor and it has one of those analog hygrometers on the front, I tell them, I was like, that's there for aesthetics. Garbage. It's not trustworthy at all. Garbage. You know what I was actually thinking about doing is, um, I have a Zoomed one in a Kribo cage. That's like the little needle thing, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I watch it when I miss down that. It's a it's a four foot vision. When I miss down that cage, I watch that little needle go up, and then I come back like an hour later, and it's back down. <laughs> so, yeah, analog stuff, unless it's one of those like glass thermometers, you know. Which I actually, I was in Dollar Tree the other day, and they had a huge one, like one for like outdoors, and I almost bought yeah. it because I was like, man, I'm, I'm just pop the, either keep that whole unit in the in the humid, uh, not humid or the uh, incubator. Um, or just go and hunt down a smaller one and put one in there. Cause I just, I trust, I want, like, I think it's, it's wise if you're breeding and you have an incubator 
don't just trust one source that's telling you what your temperatures are. Like, you know, put two or like two or three of those analog glass thermometers in there and double like fact check them. Put one at the top, one at the bottom, one in the middle. Keep an eye on it. Or even uh, like the uh, the stick on the Zoomed stick on thermometer that's like uh, like a mood ring. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know how. I've seen those. I just don't know how trustworthy they are. I would trust that more than some of the half-assed digital shit. Oh, really? I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, it's not as good as a Mercury, but I mean, it, I think it's pretty close. I've never it, used them, so. It may not be accurate to the degree, but if you know it's going to be in the low 80s, it's going to say low 80s. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm too old school. But I'm also a firm believer in having more than one temp gun. Have two temp guns. Because, I mean, while you paid a, an extra 40 bucks from Home Depot, have two temp guns. Because if your batteries are low and the thing takes crap on you, at least you ha- you can compare and contrast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, actually. I, mean, I think when you're when you're dealing with eggs, you know, it's I think it's stupid to not have some sort of backup. You know, it's like the yeah. extra 20 bucks towards something to double check your temperatures is like, yeah. is it worth the clutch? Like saying, ah, it's probably okay. Like. Yep. Yeah. Hell no. Uh, I was I was worried this this incubator wouldn't get the job done. Like I was worried I'd have too much fluctuation and stuff. But I mean, Jake's eggs hatched in it. Cool. I ended up babysitting Jake's first clutch that he got that that first round. Because um, I was he was like I don't have an incubator. Like he got eggs. He's like I'm not ready. Like I don't have an incubator. That boy. And I was like, okay, we'll bring him over. And I was like, you're not taking the incubator because if my eggs show up, yeah. I'm ready. Like my incubator was going for like a year before I had eggs. <laughs> Why didn't he go to the feed store and just get a hold of it? I ought, we have like my dad has like three in the garage. Was those he, are just those are a little harder to. I mean, well, with, with carpet eggs, they're probably fine, but those can be a little harder to dial in. You know, being was he posturing from 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 social media? I have to have a real incubator. No, I think it was just mostly he was he wanted something. Real, not styrofoam. Not necessarily that, but like this has a herb stat. Okay. You know, I can get it to the point sure. zero, you know, degree, whatever. Right, uh, right. Or at least fairly close to it. But I mean, this incubator did fine. I'd, I'd eventually like to get one of those sea serpents, you know, with it. Whenever I produce more stuff, if I get the money, I'd like to to get a, one of those sea serpents boxes. So which hot box did he get? I you... think the smallest one, the, the smallest model, like the 500. Okay dollar one i don't know i mean i'd probably end up going with the one that was closer to like seven just for the extra space because right. i'd rather i'd rather have it not need it than need it not have it of course especially if i'm gonna have corns and bears and chondros yep. and yeah um but even then if it ends up coming to the point where it's like something's got to go like i can get a hubbabater and hatch corns in that like the, right. the colubrid eggs i'm not worried about like those yeah. will hatch in a hubbabater no problem you know my yeah. dad with his gray bands he has one. That he, huh? He used a better for the gray bands? Well, he uses, so there was like way back in the day when we were breeding corns when I was a kid. He took uh, some of that pink, like wall insulation. Sure, the fiberglass. The, the, no, the boards of it. Oh, okay. Like inch thick. And he, yeah. he made a box, but he made it so that a hubbabater lid fits on top of that. Oh, that's cool. So it's even bigger than a regular hubbabater. Yeah. Um, but you want to explain to them, to the people that don't know what a hubbabater is? It's. An archaic incubator used for like chicken eggs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's and it has the little channels in the bottom that you pour water in. Right. And 
it's I mean, a, they, they work. Yeah, it's like the styrofoam takeout container that you get from the restaurant that has the lid, right? And you put the mm-hmm. little things in there. It's that, but it's heavy gauge styrofoam. The whole lid comes off. There's a little crappy it, like drops in window. Yeah, it drops in, and then there's coil in there to do whatever it does. And it's got an analog knob too, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is a coil analog knob. Like you said, it's for a kid at the 4-H fair to incubate his chicken eggs. But for colubrid eggs, they work fine. I mean, you don't have to get colubrid eggs dialed into like 82.5. Yeah. You know, colubrids, it's like 82 to 85, sure. You know, yeah. That'll work. My uh, my ex, they're, they're, they're perfect for that. What's that? I said they're perfect for that. Yeah. No, I was saying my, uh, my ex put Bill Chameleon eggs in there. It worked. Mm-hmm. For stuff that's not sensitive, like super sensitive temp swings or anything like that, you know, not yeah. that you're going to get huge swings in a hubbubator, but they work. They're cheap. You can get one on Amazon right now for maybe 20 bucks. There you go. And I think people don't use them now because they feel the need to have, like you said, like a real incubator. And that's what it goes back to. But that also kind of ties into the whole, like, if you're serious about it and you want to breed them, you know, maybe it's worth the extra money to go and buy one. But like I said, if it's like corn snakes or something, yeah, the base model one I'm looking at now is like 65 bucks. They have some really big fancy ones that are 156, but I have a hard time paying $150 for a styrofoam with a coil in it. Yeah. What is this? They have a mini one. They have one that holds nine to 12. Check this out. Let me share this. This is cool. I didn't. I've never even seen these before. Look at this. Wow! Look at that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. Oh, a cute little baby chick in that perfectly cracked egg. <laughs> no goo at all. He just comes out of the egg fluffy, just like babies in the movies. They don't come out covered in goo and placenta. Yeah. Dude, I'd actually be What's interested. That for? I'd try one of these with, with corn snake eggs. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. It's not even is that thirteen inches, fourteen inches yeah, long. Nine to seventeen eggs. That's 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 pretty good, man. That's neat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Be cool to have like two or three of those running with like a couple different cl- kinds of clutches in it. Sure. Here's what we need right here. This is cool too. A candler. I don't know. It's kind of gimmicky, isn't it? Spare no expense, Phil. Come on. Thanks, John Hammond. You, you could just you could just use a flashlight, but why would you do that when you have this? That is pretty cool. I won't lie. And then you look at a guy like me, and all my eggs are literally encrusted in sand and uncandleable. I find myself taking a damp Q-tip and wiping off a little space so that I can see what the hell's going on in there. <laughs> oh man, Cox got shafted with seventy-five dollar Hovabater. Jeez. I don't know. I mean, I like I said, it's nice to have the option of of having one on hand just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Yeah. That's like uh, that's like the guys that have, you know, the thousand dollar incubator and they have all the Sims containers and all the egg trays and all that stuff. And they don't have any vermiculite. They got to find some. I need to look into that because I was talking Ooh. to Harlan about vermiculite once and he was telling me that it, it's like a carcinogen. I don't know how true that is, though. But to do, like, the overwater thing, you just go to, to Lowe's and get you some. I have some light diffuser up there. Mm -hmm. And I just take some, like, one-inch or half-inch PVC and just uh, zip-tie it to it. It makes some little pontoons. Okay. And then I just fill the water up to, like, half of that PVC pipe, like, half the diameter of that. All right. It seems to work yeah. fine, but I want to try. I really want to try the aquatic plant soil for uh, colubrid eggs as a substrate. Okay, that's what I that's what I use for crested eggs, and it oh. holds water really well. I like it more than perlite because when it's dry, you can actually tell it's dry. It's a different color entirely. Yeah, um, yeah. it's pretty much almost. It's like a clay. Like I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I have the uh, that androctonus is actually on that as a substrate. Oh, nice, cool. That probably works for him. I remember now what it is. I don't think it's carcinogen. It's asbestos. Maybe. That that gold flake that's yeah. in the light, that's asbestos. Really? Yeah. Which it's fine. And like we all use it over the years and it's, nothing's happening. It's because it's in such trace amounts in the vermiculite that you're not breathing it in. You know what I mean? I'm sure if you took a handful and huffed it, I'm sure you'd be messed up. But there you go. Cox confirmed it. Oh. Cox, Cox is always coming in clutch, man. That's it. Cox in clutch. Yep. But yeah, man, I, I mean, that's also why I think firefighters throw it on like gasoline spills and shit in, in intersections because God forbid something catches, you know. Actually, come to think of it, I got boxes of Czechoslovakian flares from the 1960s. Uh, 27 millimeter Czechoslovakian flares. I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> Uh, and they were packaged. In, that is the that is the most filled statement I've ever heard. <laughs> they were packaged in uh, like garbage bags filled with vermiculite. Huh. And I imagine it's because God forbid if one of the boxes caught fire, the vermiculite would put it out. I remember that now. Actually, they were 27 millimeter Czechoslovakian flares that go into a 40 millimeter grenade launcher conversion cylinder. That's what it was. Anyway, snakes and stogies. Sorry. His from Montana had what? Issues with asbestos and the vermiculite. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, my only issue with vermiculite is that's just messy, man. But, dude, it's always worked for me. It does. It works really well, but it's, like, it's messy. <clears throat> dude, I mean, trying to think of, like, all the stuff, like, mambas, Monocle Cobras, Spectacle Cobras, Tie Spitters, Pakistani Blacks, uh, what else? Cape Cobras, Snouted Cobras, everything, man. Just vermiculate, vermiculate, vermiculate. And you know the worst part is? You, you can't wash off a baby cobra. So it yeah. has a stuck to it until it shed. Yeah. yeah. You don't just, you can't just like soak them or something? No, because then when you pull the – because the vermiculite floats on the surface of the water, and then when you use a hook and you take the snake out, it just sticks to them again. Yeah. 
So, I, see that. I guess. But that's I mean that's what I'm gonna be using this year for whatever gets laid, if anything gets laid. Oh. Interesting, Cox. Interesting. Yeah, of course it's the guys that get exposed to it daily that are like, yeah, it's no big deal, man. We're not going to pay for anything when you have to go to the hospital. When you have to call the, the 1-800 number for the lawyer that uh, handles mesothelioma cases. Mesothelioma. Oh, Carlos is upset because I didn't call him about the squams. The reason why I didn't call you, Carlos, about the squams is because the squams aren't going anywhere anytime soon, and it's nowhere near as exciting as the Indo shipment, to which I will be calling you and giving you the phone call for. Now, Carly just sent me and you, I guess, a video. I don't I didn't get it. I'm not cool enough. She said, I had to dip out from snakes and stogies, but get ready to, to either what the fuck comma or laugh your ass off i sent this to justin lol oh that was probably the video she sent me <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not gonna open that because i'm not we have to wait till we're done for that because i know it's funny. atrocious coming from her and i love her and it's great um what is carlos saying oh okay huh What's, I mean, what's up with the Indo shipment? Like, you guys get all kinds of, like, cool, is it kind of just whatever you get sent? No, so the owner of Underground is cool, and he basically comes to me and says, hey, man, this venomous stuff is on the list. What do you think? And I'll tell him, you know, hey, um, this hasn't been in the country in five years, or, hey, don't waste your money on this. Everyone has them. Or, oh, you that's a good price. We can you know, make some money because everyone likes that, you know, and I just give him my own personal opinion. And so, usually he takes my opinion. Sometimes he doesn't because, I mean, let's face it, he's a, a big business owner. You know, he, he knows what to do. Big um, caller, shock caller. Shock caller, right, Cox? Shock caller. Big caller, shock caller. So <laughs> this last shipment is going to be Indo, and it's all stuff that I personally haven't seen in at least 10, 15 years. So, like, oh. I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's nothing crazy. It's a handful of our arboreal vipers, some uh, tropodilemus, and some tromerceris, and uh, maybe some cobras. I don't know yet. Um, and uh, and yeah, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm waiting because it's supposed to be purple maculatus, and I really, really want some purple mocks. Um, we're also supposed to get some black ones too, but I'm not going to hold my breath because just because they say, oh, they're going to be black. That doesn't mean anything. They could be freaking green for all I know. So yeah, whoever packed them up was colorblind. Right, right. So I don't know. It's exciting, but uh, Carlos is our new venomous apprentice, and he's been with us for a few months now. And uh, actually, next week, if he plays his cards right, he's we're gonna throw him to the wolves. And uh, and I told him, I said, listen, when I give you the call. If it's no, no scrubbies, I tried. Um, I told him, I said, listen, if I call you, it's late in the evening, you better pick up because I'm not opening this box of, you know, a couple hundred vipers by myself. You're going to come and, you know, Don't put, be the, a bitch. Put, put the work in. So I actually, um, I, uh, I asked 
about uh, Apodora and some Somalia. And my response was, let's start with this first and see how it goes. So I was like, all right, all right. I was like, you you hook my ass up this time with some culture mercerists and some trope of the lamest. Are there any, there any Boyga coming in? I don't know. Again, this was basically like a tester shipment just to see what's what. So is it, it's from like a new distributor or something? Like a new no, it's it's not new. It's a guy that we've used before, but it's all animals that we've never been offered. Oh, uh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so let's just see how it goes and go from there. I also don't know if he's worked with this guy more recently or not. Like, make sure they're legit before you pursue it. Yeah. yeah. And I know I don't want to throw out something like Somalia or Apodora and and then that that eats up a lot of the shipment or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. No boy, but damn it. Part of me is like really excited. I want to tell everyone. Henry, oh, why are you going to crush my dreams? But then at the same time, part of me says, no, don't tell everyone. Because what if it doesn't even show up? You know? I mean, I already got my fucking hopes up. So at least it's just that me. Was- Mistake number one, right there. Yeah, I know. I do. Don't even, don't even remind me about the whole Boyga situation from there. <laughs> I mean, should we talk about that or no? If you want to. So I'm, I'm not. I'm kind of bummed about it because we had talked about me getting some. Dude, I was literally going to give you them. I was excited. I, I was literally just going to give you. I was going to get get them all eating. I was going to give you the white ones. Like no shit. Um. So. Fuck you, Henry. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Henry. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> Henry, did I tell you about the Boiga? I don't even know. Anyway, um, yeah, still hoping for the Hispida. <clears throat> Dude, if you if he if he gets those, I gotta I'm going up to Charleston to see them and photograph them. It's happening. Like, I'll show up at Reed's door at midnight on a Tuesday. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. So a good old friend of mine. How do I all right, how do I set this up without naming names? Okay. Person A and person B. Person A and person B, I've known crap, almost 15, 17 years now. Both are long-term snake friends. Person A, I stay friendly with. We talk every couple months. I, I we've we've done snakes so much, buying, selling, trading. I, you know, we had a a, a big bidist program that we were gonna do that we kind of fell out of and done done a lot of friendly stuff friend b is actually i don't want to say it's how we met but he is another big venomous person big import person so the two of them split a shipment and friend a picked blah 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 of those snakes most of them were uh melanota dendrophilia so one of them dropped a clutch. They wound up selling off the adults. But because friend A is uh, temporarily in a condo, but he's having a house built, he didn't want to bring any snakes home. He's got little girls, and he didn't want to deal with venomous and all that other crap. Because in Florida, Boiga are considered venomous. So friend B holds on to the eggs and incubates them. And says, hey, when they hatch out, they came from your snake. That's part you paid for those animals. They're your animals. You sell them however you like. So they hatch out. He assists feeds them twice. 
gets them all eating, sells a couple of the babies because it's a full mangrove clutch, and then basically says, I don't have time to post these things on King Snake or on Fauna or whatever. I owe Phil from some shit that I did for him in the past, friendly stuff. He's like, I owe Phil. Let me call Phil and see if he wants a hookup. So he calls me. He says, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a screamer deal. Make me an offer. I made an offer. And let's face it, I lowballed him. I'll be honest. And he basically said, all right, I still owe you. You're my boy. I'll take the lowball. And I got excited. So I messaged you guys. I messaged you and Jake and Cox and Reed and Nipper, which was a horrible idea. Why did I message Nipper? <laughs> oh, God. Um, that was the worst. Because, like, you guys, I can be like, my friend backed out of the deal. But with Nipper, he's like, those F and C words. Yeah, something, you know, Yankees, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, by that story, you can tell that my friend A called me back and said that friend B won't let me sell them to you because he says I sold them too cheap and he's going to get triple the money on line. Even though he said, these are your snakes, do what you want with them. Correct. So, Long thought, story short, I'm out some Boyga, damn it. Yeah. I don't even care that Phil's out Boyga. I'm out Boyga. And here's the thing too, is like, I didn't, give, I didn't give him any money. Like, it was like, hey man, we're going to meet up on Saturday, I'll give you the yeah. snake, give him the money. And it was like two, three days away. This was like maybe Thursday, I think it was. And um, so I can't get mad in that capacity. But at the same time, I thought about it. And I was like, that's poopy of a friend to do. You know what I mean? Because like. Never put your wallet above your friendships. I mean, and let's be real. I, I don't know the story. Maybe friend A owed friend B money. I, I don't know. Who knows? You know, maybe. Uh, there could be more. Maybe, maybe the story is completely fake. And he thought that they were his and they weren't. I, I don't know. So I'm not that upset. But I thought about it and I was like, man, all the friends that I've had and all those snakes that we've swapped and animals that we've swapped and gifts we've bought each other and stuff. And like, dude, friend B, actually, he gave me my first pair of Legion's Cobras ever. Just gave them to me. So like we all go way back, man. And I was kind of taken back by this. And I was like, why did this just happen? You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself, crap, if I had a clutch of Boiga, and I didn't want them anymore. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text Justin and be like, dude, pay for shipping, take these things. Because, like, you're my boy. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to call Henry and be like, Henry, do you want these mangroves? Come over and take them. You know, or better yet, hey, Henry, make me an offer. Whatever. You know, something to that extent. I know McGregor. I, is Henry a Boyka guy, though? Uh, no, he's not, simply because he doesn't want to deal with the crap. <laughs> He doesn't want to deal with the humidity and the, and to him, everything that's not a King Cobra is food. Yeah, I don't, I don't really find, I, I don't really keep mine that humid. I kind of keep them similar to the Contras. Like I don't miss mine a lot. I miss them when they go into a shed cycle and I miss them heavy. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't really give mine any sort of special attention or anything like that. I kind of follow Nipper's thing of, miss them almost every if not every other night because i do i've watched them drink off their body drink off the leaves you know what i mean mm -hmm. I, I i've seen them sit in the water dish a few times here and there but like i don't think i've ever seen a mangrove like gulp yeah you know? um but yeah so so i mean whoever's watching or listening um 
I'd love to hear your opinion to the topic. See if I'm out of line or if. Yeah, other... Carlos, my man. There you go. That's my boy. Carlos actually, uh, not to throw his business out, but he just got back from South America and did not see a single snake. Very disappointing, wow. Carlos. Very disappointing. Wow. I don't think he was looking. I feel like you, if you're in South America, you really don't even have to look. <clears throat> One would think. They'll uh, find you. Right? They're just everywhere. So, I mean, hey, what, what do you think of this scenario? Do you think that, that I'm, I'm butthurt for the wrong reasons? Do you think that... No, I mean, it's like, I think it probably... If, if I were person A, I probably would have gone to person B and been like, yo, what's up with these? If you don't want them, I have something else lined up. I owe someone a favor, so I'm going to do this. Right, right. I guess that depends on, like, your friendship with that person. And you know, Part of me like, thinks, too, is that person B had something against me for whatever reason and when he found out that it was going to me he was like fuck that fuck phil he could pay top dollar i don't know but i mean if no money was exchanged or anything like that like you said it's kind of hard to be yeah it's it's more i'm not i'm not mad i'm just disappointed exactly legitimate disappointment more disappointment than i told nipper got nipper's hopes up yeah i know right yeah, Sean, I can, I can understand that. But at the same time, like if he didn't, he didn't actually have the snakes on in his like on hand, right? No, no. Uh, friend B was the one holding on to him. He would go See, to friend that's, house that makes it a little difficult. Like when you're not in control of that, where you're like, I've already shipped him out. Sorry. But it's not like friend B was taking care of him for six months. They hatched out on a Monday. Four or five days later, he assist fed after they had their silver coat. Mm-hmm. And then another like week later, he assist fed again and called me, and that's why we were waiting from Thursday to Saturday to let that those rat tails or excuse me mouse tails go down, yeah. you know, before we moved them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it's at the same time, it's not like it's anything super hard to find or super rare. Right. right. I mean, they're 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 they were just normal. There's, there's plenty of or more boiga out in the sea. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But. I don't know. I don't like. I said I don't really miss mine though. I probably ought to more than I do. It's just those Python portals that I have them in. They hold heat and humidity really well, so it's it's very like I notice the cool end because I have belly heat on the male. Right. The female has a heat panel, but the, if I miss that male, I miss him pretty lightly because that cooler end just holds on to condensation stuff, and I usually have to go in there and wipe it down and get rid of it. Okay. But. I may end up switching them over. I have another Python portal that's empty that had that small female chondro in it that I had to move to the smaller tub because she was struggling in the bigger one. Okay. So I have that one that has a heat panel. I may move him into that or just swap the lids, put one of the mounts on the other on the cool end like I did with the female. Yeah. And do that. I just haven't had the time to do it yet. But. And those are in 30-quart hefties? No, they're in 200-quart. Two, uh, oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah, right. They're, they're in big. Yeah. I like I like to give Boyga room, man. I yeah. Oh, so what Cox is saying, you know, it's messed up on all fronts. Um, but yeah, the, the only person winning from that is friend B because friend B is going to get the money. I know he is. The question is, is friend B giving friend A the money? But who knows? Yeah. I mean, captive, from what I've seen, 
like Satu had some captive bred Melanota, and those things flew. Yeah. Those things were gone in like a week. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? There will be more in the future. You know. I think oh, one of the, as far as like the posturing thing, I've kind of I figured it out. I remember. Let's hear it. I wonder, and I mean, if this is the case, like, well, okay, well, let's, let's back it up. Yeah. Rewind. Nope, there it goes. Jesus. Are you kidding? For real, bro? You all right? Have another drink. Um, oh my God. No. Okay, here we go. All right. Damn. No. So, like, I hear on other podcasts and stuff all the time, like, there's this, you hear people say, you know, a lot of people, you know, breed with the intention of just making money. Right. Or, you know, they buy stuff with the intention just, just to, to keep up and to show off. And they talk about these this group as if it's, like, a large section of the hobby. Mm-hmm. But from what I can tell, those groups are really like the minority. Like it's really not as many people as I think people sort of make it out to be. But those um, are the people in the limelight. I guess. But like like uh, from the ground up had had Dylan from Animals at Home on the show uh, last week, and he kind of not necessarily spoken absolutes, but he did sort of talk about you know these people that that feel the need to have a rack for one snake or something like that and it's like that that can't be that many people i don't think it's as many people like it's not as big of a problem it's kind of like the berm thing it's not as big of a problem as everyone seems to think it is i yeah. and from what i can tell right and then you know like i think about now that i i'm a homeowner and you know me and katie both have debt and stuff that we need to get paid off and you know it's like there's got to be people, and again, this ties into what I was just talking about. It's probably, a, I'm assuming, a small section of people. Everyone's financial situation is different. Some people make a lot of money. Some people don't make a lot. But, like, I can only imagine there's got to be, be people that are going into, like, tons of debt just to get this stuff so they could post it and, like, brag about it. Like, there's really not. But, see, I don't know about that because you look at certain individuals that have really good jobs where instead of blowing it on X, Y, and Z, they just bought dope-ass animals with amazing enclosures, whether it be the fanciest of racks or the variants to the nine, you know? Right. And that, I mean, that's that's fine. And I mean, if someone's going to go into debt just to post animals on Instagram, I guess that kind of falls in line with maybe sort of the pet tubers thing. Right, um, right. You know, I'm going to go buy a croc monitor because that's what's hot right now. And that's what's going to mm -hmm. get me the most subscribers. Mm -hmm. But the thing that kind of drives me crazy, and I try not to do it too much, is just talking about it like it's some sort of widespread thing. Like outside of this core group of like five people that have croc monitors, everyone else is just doing it for the attention and all the Like I don't think it's that big of a, as big of a problem as, as it's made out to be. But like it's just it's kind of scary to think that there's people out there that are like piling on thousands of dollars of debt just so they can show everybody like they bought this not because they really enjoy it like oh i just got this this you know there's some pet tubers i've seen they get chondros and they keep them 
in a very like archaic, not great setup that is yeah. pretty much setting them up for failure. Sure. <clears throat> and it's like they got they got like you know fifty thousand plus subscribers or something, and it's like man, now you're telling all these people this is how you keep green tree, and now people are gonna go buy green trees and they're gonna keep them like that, and it's gonna yeah, like, then they're gonna. Yeah, you know, the snake's not gonna make it. It's not gonna do well, and then they're gonna be pissed, and they're never gonna own a condo again. Right. Uh, so I don't. I guess that kind of ties in the whole pet tubers thing. I don't like my my thing. My my question, I guess, with that is like, at what point are you considered a pet tuber? Sure. Like I put, I posted a video today on condros. Like I try to think of common condro questions that are asked in the groups and stuff a lot, and make a video about it. Like today, a lot of people think condros are mean. I saw your I saw your post. Um, so it was just a quick like five minute video. I was handling one of my little neonate Biox that's pretty much puppy dog tame. It's really really mellow. Um, basically saying like the answer is yes and no. Like yeah, you're gonna have Biox that are gonna try and take your face off. Like yeah, you're gonna have Arus that are gonna try and take your face off. You're gonna have Biox that won't. You're gonna have Arus that won't. You're gonna have Manox that won't. Whatever. Um, but it's like because I'm making videos and I have a certain amount of like followership or views like at what point do you be considered a pet tuber i don't consider myself a pet tuber because i don't really i don't like my i try to keep my like i'm, I'm basically the reason i make the videos i make is because i don't want to have to answer the same question five thousand times like sure. someone wants to know hey i did a video on it check it out yeah. and in the meantime there's probably a bunch of other questions that you have those are also answered on my channel right um, or will be but it's there was some. Uh, <laughs> I think Joe from From the Ground Up, uh, he posted a meme the other day. It was pretty funny, and it was like the dude standing next to the grave like this, and the headstone said said. Uh, what was I gonna find it? <laughs> yeah, I it was like pet tubers, and then it was like the headstone of like animals they just bought or something like that. Oh really? Oh, it's pretty funny. I don't consider you a pet tuber at all. I don't. Um... I think that you are a true horticulturist. I think that you are a breeder and a hobbyist. Um, and I can say that I can say that synonymously. Um, just because you're a breeder doesn't mean you're not a hobbyist. Just because you're a hobbyist doesn't mean that you can't be a breeder. Um, I think that there are certain people out there that elude to the fact that they have a massive collection and don't. They're someone else's animal. Um, for example, what is that? Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> horrible. Um, that got me thinking. That's what kind of brought it on. Oh, there you go, cock. There you go. Keeping his left behind. That's it. The um I see I've all right, so Underground had a Colette snake. And I love that snake, man. Let's be frank. It was a little bit above my pay grade. Um, I took some your tax bracket. Right. I took some pictures with it. Me and Henry had a lot of fun with it. Um, animals are great specimen. Uh, people ask me like, oh, dude, that's so cool. You got to collect. I was like, no, it's not mine. It belongs to underground reptiles. It's actually for sale. A particular individual who happens to live around here, who will remain nameless, went in, purchased that animal, did a bunch of videos of it. And... I did not watch the videos, but the still shots I saw were not, in my personal opinion, safe. 
I believe I know what you're talking about. Right. Um, I mean, let's face it, how many snakes are actually in the country? Right. Especially with famous YouTubers. Um, Uh-oh. You froze. I'm back if you're back. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to know, did he get that animal specifically because he enjoys the species and wanted a unique specimen for his collection? Or did he get it just because it's so unique he needed it for YouTube? And and there's not there's nothing that says that that can't be both. It may very well may be both, but yeah. But if I'm buying something, the last thing I'm thinking about is, dude, this is gonna be this is gonna look so good on YouTube. But if all you did for a living was be on YouTube with your snakes, that's what that would be your agenda. I don't. Know. When you're making thousands of dollars a month for just making videos of you cleaning shit, that would be your agenda, would it not? I don't think so. I mean, uh, I mean, it's easy to say that as someone who isn't doing it, you know, right? Paid by YouTube, but I don't right. see me ever do like what I have is what I have. You know, the posts on Instagram and stuff, and what I the videos I do on YouTube are based on what I have right now. And if I had something new, it'd be like, cool, I'll do a video on it. But it's never like I'm going to get this because I have to do a video on it. Right, but the certain individuals who are making thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars monthly on their youtube videos they need fresh content <clears throat> that just you know? seems like a really backwards ass reason for buying shit but but that's that's what they're doing i think and now you have a species of snake that not only is lethal um it is unpredictable it is incredibly fast and an envenomation from said animal can result in the loss of sense of smell as well as taste permanently and then you have someone that has no experience whatsoever tailing it. Hmm. No bueno. Not good. I'm out of scotch. <laughs> there you go. That's that's true too. There's I've true. seen like <clears throat> I'll never understand. Yeah. Spending spending all that money on something you, you just have no clue what you're doing with. Yeah. And I'll tell you, not to uh, boost Henry's ego, but Henry, in my personal opinion, of all the people I've met over the years that are into King Cobras, Henry is the most knowledgeable about their husbandry as well as their locality, diversity, and you know, the habitat from which they come from and the regional variances and all of that. He's he's becoming an expert, if not already is. You know and what I'm thinking? What's that? Hen Dog, that's his new name. Hen Dog. Needs Hen to write an article about this very thing. Okay. When have you ever seen a reality king, uh, king, king snake? <laughs> locality king cobra piece anywhere that's it henry that would be pretty cool like hey this is what the ones from malaysia look like this is what the ones from thailand look like this is the ones from the and, ones from jacksonville look like <laughs> and bro here's the best part it's not even like oh this is a thai king it's like there are 14 different locality types of king cobra in thailand 
or whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. So Henry, I'm going to force you to do it, Bubba. Either that, or you can like, you can do like the audio book thing or like the thing famous people do where they don't actually write it. They have someone like, they just sit there and speak and someone's like, yeah, well, what do you call that? Um, dictation? And they're like, I wrote it. I wrote a new book. Henry, I will tell you this right now. I will come to your house. That would be friggin' sweet. I will come to your house, Henry, however many nights that you want, and I will, I will, you can dictate your knowledge to me, and I will type it out and do an article if you are self-conscious about writing it yourself. That would be very baller of you. I would do that for my boy. And dog. Hand easy. And more. So, so hen dog, is that like going to happen or what? going to put my man on the spot like that i am right now i ain't getting any text from him he's been texting me all night during this whole video look now he's now he's silent he ghosted you man yeah right i don't know it doesn't have to be anything like right now y'all can y'all can oh, figure yeah. that out but i think that would be very cool yeah like that's the kind of stuff that i want the magazine to be about man not stuff that you'd see in other magazines that are like here's how you keep a bearded dragon yep cool stuff that you just don't like outside the box, like the stuff Casey was talking about, man. Like I messaged Casey the other day about that. I was like, when are you writing those? Because I want those like pronto. He has to write them. He has to. Those were, that's like when he told me that, dude, I got like shivers. I was so mm -hmm. excited. I was like, you, that's exactly wanna, the kind of stuff I want. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but does he have a day job or no? I have no idea. He's, he seems like he does, but it wouldn't shock me if he didn't. You know, the, um, yeah, man, dude, Henry sends me King Cobra pictures every two, three days. He's like, oh, this is my friend that's 42 miles north of Phuket. Look what he just caught yesterday. And it's like, wow, dude, cool. like, I'm not even a King guy. Like I'm not like, yeah. I, I, but some of the stuff he sends me, man, I remember, I think it's in one of O'Shea's books, like maybe venomous snakes of the world. Right. There's a picture of a king in there, and that thing is like gold. Oh yeah, it could have just been the lighting. I'll have to. I, I have that book somewhere. I have to find it. It got so destroyed in the back of my Explorer when I was in high school that I don't know if it's even still like the pages are all like jacked up and stuff. But there's a picture of one in there, man. I think it was that magazine that just or that book that just blew me away. It was like the prettiest king I've ever seen. Well, he sent me a picture. I don't know who took the picture. But uh, apparently it's a tie that's a mangrove locality. And dude, it's the coolest snake I've ever seen in my entire life. It's it's a king. It's banded and it's like orange. Yeah, I love the, the banded ones. You know. in it, um, I got to find it. I have to show you guys. I'm looking on Google right now to see if I can find that picture. I don't know if it's going to be on here or not. But... All right. It's actually, it's actually the contact photo when Henry calls me. Um, Oh my God, there are so many pictures. Jesus. Do, 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 do. Where is this? Oh, there's a Luke uh, Yaumans. You remember that guy? Mm -mm. Who's he? He was the guy. He was a big King Cobra guy from the UK. He got bit and died a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, The firefighter guy, right? Uh, I don't know if he was a firefighter or not i just know that he was like he had this like king cobra sanctuary thing of sorts and yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he was a firefighter and 
he got bit saving a king from like a bombed out building or whatever. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. Oh my God, Henry, why do we have so many pictures between the two of us? Jesus, man. It's too much crap, brah. Too much crap. Ophiophagus. Now my phone's conking out on me. Of course. Of course. I don't Never think fails. I'm going to find that picture on Google. I think that's just in the book. You see that, uh, that, go loose, all these pictures that, that leucistic one that Nerd has? Yeah, we talk about that all the time. And I, I don't know, man. Cool it, looking. It's, it's pretty awesome. It is. I'm just not a morph guy, man. I just can't get into it. I don't know why. I think the only reason that just one stands not, out to me is because you just don't see that kind of stuff in Kings very often, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like if, if everyone had Leucistic Kings, you'd be like, oh, sweet, cool, you got a Leucistic King, awesome. You know, but because yeah. it's, you know, one of, maybe the only one in existence right now, it's like... Found it. Yeah, right. What... Yo, that—that's a good question, Cox. I don't even know. I'm assuming there probably is. Well, now, what does he mean by insular? Like island localities. Oh, most definitely, absolutely. What if we had super dwarf kings, scaleless? Well, well, so there, well, there are dwarfs. <laughs> There are dwarf localities of kings, I'm sure, as Henry will chime in. Um, some of them, they only, they, females only get like eight foot. Only. But they're just, they're not, they're not seen or they're not known or whatever. Hmm. But yeah, I would totally. There you go. Okay. Gross. What was that? <laughs> gross. I know, I know. Nothing uh, gets my blood pressure up than those fools over there. Freaking so, Goku and his fucking Edward Scissorhands shit going on. Johnny Bravo. It's Johnny Bravo. It's Henry's boy. I'm not even I'm not even gonna get into that. I ain't going to bed pissed off. No, 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 no. But I was gonna say is Henry, I would really like it if you would please chime in. Um, if you need to call me and go on speakerphone to elaborate. Um, oh, God. Reed just sent us the photo. What, Reed, what is it? What are you doing, bro? I want to show this off, but I'm afraid. <laughs> um, what, what? It's that kind of night, man. New but no contact it, picture. Most definitely. 110%. Um, Henry, you need to call me right now. Phone in. Pentang King Cobras. He's sending me Pentang. Is that how you Pentang, pronounce Pentang. it? Oh, he's talking about your golden one here. So this is, I'm assuming, Pentang province in China. No, this one had like banding. I, I have to find the picture. I just. Henry, will you please phone a friend and get on the show, please? He needs to just join us one day. He should. 
We can do three person on here, right? Yeah. Well, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Oh yeah, Reed, that's a great picture, buddy. Oh yeah, that's definitely his contact from now on. This is what I'm gonna see now when he calls. That's it. I'll do right now. Give him staring at me. We're doing it. I'm doing it right now. I'm saving this photo. Uh, where is it? There it is. Save photo. Okay. Mr. Reed, edit, add a photo. This video is just absurd tonight. <laughs> uh, it, won't, it won't let me. It won't let me do the. Yeah, whole I know. I only it only let me do like from the nose up. So that's what I got. Yeah, I'm just gonna do that. It, it looks it looks like he's looking over the phone at me and what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Like he's watching watching me type. And see now, Reed, you have to call me more so that that pops up. <laughs> Dude, not to like harp about Carpet Fest, but I had so much fun, especially hanging out with Reed Man, having a beer, talking yeah. about God knows what we talked about that. Everything. Night. He's kept it all, man. Mm -hmm. He's done it all. He has. I gotta, we gotta, we're gonna do some herping when it warms up. It's gonna happen. Yeah. I, um, I got some time in August uh, after Daytona, and I'm debating if I want to proposition some people in your neck of the woods to do a little uh, Palmetto Coast herping. You can also time it around my wedding because we're getting an invite. When is your wedding? We don't know yet. Okay. Probably. After Daytona? Like the weekend? Yeah, no, it'd be like, I want to say maybe late November-ish, I think. I don't know yet. We're still trying to, we've, we um, looked at a venue today we really want. Okay. It's right up the street from the house. Henry, you did not call me. Don't say that you did. I have no calls from you. Fake news. But yeah, no, I would uh, definitely keep me posted on that. I would enjoy that. But yeah, I was thinking I took a week after Daytona so that I can like cover. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to go to Georgia and do a coyote hunt with my friend on his property. But I'm thinking, what are you doing? I got this split lip and it hurts, man. We're live, bro. I know. <laughs> Henry, I'm taking a shower. Why is this not stopping you? You're still listening. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I was thinking about instead of doing the, the coyote hunt up there, because it's going to be really hot in August, and I don't even know if that's in season. Um, doing like some herp trip up by you. It's only like a four-hour drive from Daytona to us. That 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 might work. It's nothing. I'm wondering if I could just leave straight from there. I gotta figure that out. I'm planning on going to Daytona. Good. I know Jake is too. Um, we talked about vending, but I don't know if that's gonna happen or not. I kind of don't want to deal with the headache, but probably won't have anything to sell anyways. So we'll see. Oh, dude, so Cox is in, I'm in, Reed lives there. Yeah, Reed, Reed's like maybe an hour and a half from me. We'll force Jake off the couch. We have to. Mm. We talk, well, we talked about doing a, what do you mean split a room? You got my place and Jake's place. We'll figure it out, man. 
Oh, Copney's in two, man. Copney's up in Columbia. He's like two hours. Oh, well, perfect. Perfect, man. We'll just convoy that shit. Dude, the only problem is if Billy's vending, that's poop because he has to bring everything home. Yeah. We should fly his ass up there. Yeah, Tampa's like six hours from here. Tampa's a bit of a haul. Yeah, especially if he's got to take all his stuff home from Daytona, drop it off, and then come back out. Yeah. But... Anyway, I guess oh, he meant for Daytona. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know what. I know I definitely need to look into rooms now rather than later. So. Yeah, I think you have another month or two until the uh, the room rate changes. So I got to oh, do okay. month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I normally go with my friends Matt and Jamie. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to go this year. They they're almost completely out of reptiles. The uh, really. Florida law got you know forced them out of the big snake, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of small stuff, and now they're kind of they both have real jobs, so to speak, grown-up jobs, and uh, they're mostly focusing on botany. And He's got a ton of crazy plants, man, staghorns and pitcher plants and all kinds of crap. So, Yeah, Billy's definitely vending. Carlos, you're disgusting. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Daytona, man. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to going again. Yeah, man. It's the best time of the year, man. I wait all year for that show. It's awesome. I don't with the know. Amount of, uh, with the amount of time off I want, I may end up having to just find another job because it's going to be a <laughs> pretty big pain. Tell me, you just buy the tobacco shop, man. I, I want to. You just should. You just you should. Give me the money to do it. Listen, man, there's all kinds of grants and business loans and all kinds of crap, you know? We'll see. I want to. I haven't had a real powwow about it yet. How far is it from your house? 15 minutes. Sell your car and walk. <laughs> I would get maybe $500 for my car. Never mind. <laughs> it wouldn't be enough. Never mind. But yeah, man, I think that'd be, I think it'd be awesome if you did that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Take off all the time I want. Legit. Hire some punk ass kid to work that I don't have to worry about stealing my shit. (laughs) It's hard to find good help these days. You know. You know. But um I am going to go shower and get in bed because my significant other is probably gonna be really grouchy that I'm up this late. I was like we broke and her up. We did. We're at like two and a half, dude. And with that, I will show you this. This is the last one of the night. Is it, is it Henry's feet? This is from Henry. There you go. Mm, that one's fairly close to the one I was talking about. I think it was still the base color was still darker. Okay. Still a gorgeous animal. Yeah. Gorgeous animal. All right, children. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Snakes and Stogies, episode 10. We will see y'all later. On the flip side. Oh, and don't forget, good night, Moon. (laughs) I hate you. Bye. (laughs) See ya.